0: To the first episode of many nitrogen podcasts I haven't planned this opening just so you know'm uh, <laughs> just sort of going for it uh, this is um this is a revisiting episode where we're going back to the very first episode of wCW Monday Nitro from the Mall of America in where was it Minneapolis Minnesota Minneapolis Minnesota Brian has done his research of course that is the voice of <laughs> I was going to say something else, but never mind. I was going back to last night, but never mind. Um, it's Brian Bradshaw, my co host. Hey, guys. All right, dude. All right. Yeah, it was, uh, it was my partner, Beth, who uh, gave him a new nickname, kind of. Oh, yeah, call me Zach Braff. Zach Braff. Uh, Absolutely nothing wrong with that. Good looking blog. Uh, and I'm, of course, Marvellous Mark Ashworth, and we are going to take you on a journey all the way through the WCW Sony Sphere that is only Monday Night Night roll. And,
1: of course... Right, reviews. see, that's false advertising, because you said Sonosphere and all no can think of a festival now. Uh, only festival
0: I've ever been to, right? You know, it's not the big four, it, but great. Like, to be fair, we take people to Sonnisfree, because we've talked about that a few times as well. Oh, uh, yeah. I, now, you're probably wondering why we know what happens in the future. Well, funnily enough, uh, this is a revisiting episode, them, as I've just said, which has been uploaded in place of our original episode, which is now archived. And the reason why we did that, as we've detailed in future slash past episodes, is because... The audio quality on the first one, on my side, was a little bit subpar, and what we wanted to do for this milestone edition of the Nitrogen podcast, which is something else we're going to touch on in a second, is to to revisit the first one, re-upload the first one, and allow any new listeners, and even the old listeners now, actually, that are going to be listening to this, um, a taste of what is to come over the next... How many episodes is it now? Oh, we're... we're, 45, something like that. Yeah, I, I don't keep track of the numbers. <laughs> no, but we're we're a long way in, aren't we? We're over a year.
1: Yes. Uh, uh, two
0: years on um on our board, but one year in the timeline. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing we're actually doing this, uh, funnily enough, we're doing this on what would have been the sixtieth birthday of Brian Pillman. Jeez. To the day, the twenty second of may nineteen sixty two. Wow. So it's a bit weird. It is. It? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, rest in peace. Happy birthday. Yeah. And, and of course, he appears on the inaugural uh, episode of WCW Nitro as well. In the first match. In the first match as well. Uh, decent showing as well. Uh, but we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But the primary reason for us doing this is because we are absolutely delighted to announce that we uh, did something that we didn't even think was possible. Like, well, I mean, Brian did we ever. We always thought, you know... You know, a parents might listen to it, a couple of friends might listen to it, and that's it. Yeah. And then they'll just rip us for just talking shit. Yeah. Um, And now it's 200 people. At least. Actually, because there's more now. (laughs) We've got 200 unique listeners to this podcast, which we never, ever, ever, ever even expected for a second. just went into this just like... Tell the story like, yeah, what, pretty much. Uh, and, and yeah, yeah, uh, To and... something that i mooted about
1: years prior, uh, and you were like, no, 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 never, never, never can't, can't do that, can't <laughs> do it, just simply can't do it. And then, uh, it was actually uh, a few months before uh, lockdown, you'd actually mooted around the idea, and I said, yeah, let's go for it when we've got the time. And then we went to talk down and we had the time. Mm. But I think you had the time, I have, I have excess time, obviously, working in retail, yeah. there's always a little bit of time, and I can riggle around uh, my schedule a little bit and and whatnot, but you had a lot of free time and I had a little free time and we thought, fuck it, why not go and do it? And um, funnily enough, we... We didn't have the convenience of doing this in person like we originally planned. No. And this is actually the first episode that we are doing in person. That is the other thing. So if the sound is a little bit different, if our byplay is a little bit different, we're not constantly interrupting each other and just saying, come on, what, you know, what, right, like that, it's because Mark's right here in front of me, which is, it's so bizarre this now, because like, we go out and we have a beer and we talk about wrestling and all sorts of different shit, you know, Scrubs as well has just come into it recently. <laughs> and uh, the way Zach Bratt's mo- uh, mouth moves and the way my mouth
0: moves and, and whatnot. And, and he's got a successful podcast as well. Ah, did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember done. what it's called, but it's a Scrubs specific one. Ah, okay. Um, anyways. Fake <laughs> yeah, Doctor's Real Friends. Ah, okay. That's it's called. It up. I've never listened to it, best yeah. listen to it. Yeah. It's supposed to be really good. Listen, yeah. uh, listen to it now on Podcast One or wherever, it, <laughs> wherever the horse is. Yeah, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah.
1: Yes, um, so we, we go out and we talk and it's like, it's very, very, you know, very jovial, it's very friendly and all this, and now we're actually having to do this for a podcast and it's like, shit, we're going to be a little bit more professional, so I've got my podcast voice on. And it's so weird talking to my mate with podcast voice, you know, my professional podcast voice and him doing the exact same thing back, it's like, this is bizarre, and by the way, we're not being professional at all, I'm just sat in my computer chair and Mark is, uh, Slouch. he's slouched, <laughs> It's like some, what is called a cocktail chair. Yeah, you know they're, they're not exactly the most comfortable things. It's nice, I like it. You know, but, okay, uh, a bit. I, I was looking forward to actually using my big chair here to my left. Uh, unfortunately, my Chromebook's decided just to not work, so we're actually at the back of the room, uh, you know, right next to my
0: computer desk. But it's I'm, fine. I'm 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 sat next to a wonderful picture of Kimberly Page. So <laughs> I'm I'm absolutely I'm fine. I'm, yes, I have sir. no problems here whatsoever. Uh, yeah, so when, if, you hear, if you hear the that's the smart Ooh, steady on you, <laughs> you left the Bob all day am the, the Vaseline so yeah that's, that's on you that mate oh uh, shit Rum yeah on. this is uh, milestone episode at least 200 200 listeners um, we're, we're over that now but I haven't checked the stats in quite a while because there's been so much going on but also uh, another milestone is us doing this face to face after well over a year, two before. years, yeah, and mark 2020, yeah, but March 2020, Mark's 20, yes, what yes.
1: <laughs> March 2020,
0: yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's bizarre that it's taken us this long to do it, but obviously with the, word, the way the world was is what now? I got we was it is positive people. Uh, the way the UK was, I think America is still pretty much trapped in it. Yeah. And even though we live a stone's throw away from each other, we probably would have got away with it, to be fair. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Unless this cop is just like patrolling the streets, waiting for people to, to break the Covid rope or the laws or whatever. Yeah. Uh, laws, I say, quote unquote. Yeah, some, lo- uh, some listeners fucking grass it up. Like, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> oh, they've uh, been to their house. Mm. And we oh. And we would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling podcast listeners. Oh! <laughs> 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 But no, this is this is good. This is different for us. This is new territory and it's one we're gonna to have to get used to, obviously, yes. because going forward we're gonna be doing it this way. Of course we're gonna revert back to the old way when shift patterns are yes. all over the place. Um
1: up, uh, uh, it's so fucking hard. I've just got a printer error, right I don't need this. A printer error when you, weren't printing <laughs> <laughs> um, you were not print anything. Fuck off. fuck you can. are not gonna sponsor this podcast now. No. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> We'll we'll just uh, just big up brother instead. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, so our hands have actually been forced uh, into doing this face-to-face, as we long, long planned to do. Uh, Mark's had a... a, Obviously, there has been a little bit of a a delay in episodes, and we'll get to it, but Mark's had a lot going on, unfortunately. He's planning on buying a new house, and the current house he's living in has decided to...
0: Just start falling a yeah. <laughs> Just as I'm finding selling it, it's like, oh, no. It turned into a Lego house. Yes. Do you <laughs> want to explain what's happened? Well, uh, it's a long story short, isn't it? the mains pipe burst and I haven't been home in four weeks. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's essentially the be-all-in-all. There is literally no water in my house. Um, there was a lot of water in my house four weeks ago because I was in my kitchen bollock-naked trying to stem a leak at one past one in the morning that I failed to do, so oh, there you go. <laughs> so listen,
1: there is a nice image for you, yeah. Mike, yeah. bollock naked water running up to his ankles.
0: Like slow motion, hurt hey. everything, like everyone, like <laughs> you know, like like they do run on the beach. while I'm, oh, I'm Baywatch. yeah, bear watch, yeah, yeah. Um, just falling over in the pool of water that was my kitchen. Uh, the dog swimming around us. I was just like, he uh, wasn't really, It wasn't really. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a rough time these past uh, few weeks, and the one. One of one of a couple of things, like work's been a nightmare, but obviously when when your home isn't isn't available anymore and you're couch surfing and you, you don't know where you're stopping night to night, um, you you kind of everything looks like it's against you in life, but there's certain pockets of things or people or you know, object objectives that keep your sort of ticking over and this is one of them obviously yes of like, course like I always I always love going out for a beer with Brian even when it's just by accident like yesterday because like you just finished work I was already in the bar oh, I think kind of was teeth. coming up, and you were fucking knackered yeah and, yeah, and I
1: just said one beer three beers like
0: I <laughs> four weren't it you got <laughs> oh, no, four no no one. no just, go no three. it was my third
1: it was my third yes I just drank them that quickly for one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> not quick, I'm not a quick drinking with my beers and then, like yesterday I just got a taste for it I was really fucking stressed out I was yeah. tired yeah. and I'm like shit I'm going to be back in work at 5 o'clock tomorrow morning it's seven o'clock now Like you know one beer down two beer down i'm like oh third beer all right, all right we're going
0: yeah <laughs> yeah no we, i mean you got the pint and we were all finishing our beers and i thought you'd you'd have been coming with us to be honest because we were going for one more yeah I, I don't want to get trapped
1: in Traverse. that cycle because unfortunately i go to another place and it's like i'll never get home
0: <laughs> at least at
1: least if i go to the 39. Uh, and on on a, on a day where my mum was working as well, at least she could tell me, no, no more, go home, yeah, and yeah. you know, uh, she could a, just refused to
0: save you Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> I've, got,
1: I've got to listen to my mum when she tells me to go home and go to sleep. You know, because she's my mum. Uh, happy 60th birthday to my mum. She's probably not going to listen, but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Mark came out to me. I did wish her a happy
0: birthday. You did on the podcast. So. Did you get any of that cake? No, I didn't either. No, it, it's <laughs> the, the, that kind of
1: chocolate cake. <laughs> uh, macho man just fell over again. <laughs> fucking pop figures. But, <laughs> No, I, I didn't get any of that cake because it's it was just like chocolate on chocolate on chocolate. It was like just chocolate uh, chocolate sponge cake, it yeah. had chocolate cream, and it had chocolate icing on the top, and it had chocolate flakes and like an actual full white like, flake on top as well. And it's just too much chocolate. Oh, man. It's too Sorry. decadent for me. Like I I'd, I'd have like a small piece of it, and then I'd start feeling quite sick from it. <laughs> I, I don't know. As I get a, a little bit older now, my my tastes are changing a little bit. Like. I, I never used to like peas. I used to fucking hate peas. And now yeah. any Sunday roast, or if I go to Waverley Springs or Bridgewater or wherever, and I get like I get like a you know fish or you know sausage or anything like that, there's always peas on the side now. I'm mm. fucking. I, I really enjoy them. Yeah. I used to fucking hate them. Yeah. Still don't like beans. <laughs> the texture. is... I don't like the texture
0: of them. The taste is fine. The texture is not. Very avioli. Ravioli is good to be fair. Yeah, I'm very ravioli. good. I, 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 my uh, my mate's coming over from states uh, in a couple of weeks, and he's bringing me a Dr Pepper beans, Dr Pepper baked beans. Wow. Okay. Oh, he's bringing, bring me two cans over. He's literally sent me the message last night, and I was like, six pints in, and just went to bed. Like, Look at them. <laughs> <laughs> like proper excited, like a kid at Christmas. Um, so yeah, we, we've we've babbled on for 13 minutes now. Because this is the first episode, we haven't really planned this, to be fair. We we, we said we were going to do it in person, numero uno. We were going to revisit the first night show and second. But we haven't actually structured the thing out. Now, I don't know if you want to reintroduce yourself like we did in the first I
1: one. think I think that's probably the best, yeah. you know, just to, like... Again, you got to have an introduction to the new listeners. Yeah. Hi. Hi. I'm waiting Hi. to the computer screen. I like, think that's where they're coming from, but it's just natural, isn't it? At this yeah, point, you know, you, you think you're, you're on you think you're on TV, but you're on radio. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, the, the short the short end of it is that uh, I grew up a WWE fan. Mark grew up a WCW fan. He's seen a lot of WF. I've seen very little WCW. That is the 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 main. That's the main synopsis. Yeah, it. yeah, it's the main synopsis. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's not really much to say. It's like I, I started watching wrestling when I was 12 years old. Uh, my brother introduced me to uh, the WWE uh, Royal Rumble 2000. Still one of the best pay-per-views of all time. Mm-hmm. I watched it a couple of weeks ago and I had a fucking great time. Yeah, you know, absolute brilliant time. So that that was my uh, first foray into the world of wrestling, and I fucking hated it at first. I hated the actual wrestling. I liked the tables match. I liked the street fight between the uh, Cactus Jack. What? No, it wasn't Cactus Jack. It was. uh Cactus Jack? It was Cactus yeah, Jack. Was yeah, Jack, right? Cactus Jack and Triple H. Triple H. I was trying to remember if it came after that. No, he transitioned to Cactus Jack early. Uh, early before that, yes. Um, yeah, I, I should know this. I watched it a couple of weeks ago,
0: <laughs> and, and it's but, one of your favourite pay per views. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it was a Royal
1: Rumble match, which was. For, for Royal Rumble matches ago, it was quite, it was okay. It was, it was possible. Just, yeah, it was yeah. passable. Yeah. You know, finish was a bit shy. Yeah. But I became transit, uh, transfixed, transfixed, I got it right, the first time, on Kane.
0: Yeah.
1: That was, I, I saw this guy, I, I didn't think I was ever going to return to wrestling after this. It was just like, okay, that was fun, but it's not my bag. I, you know, it's also thinking that this is what wrestling is. It's so, you know, always fucking hardcore matches, hardcore style matches, and no, it's not. Yeah. Um, Maybe in AEW now, but yeah, uh, <laughs> back then not so much. Um, and yeah, I don't think I'm ever gonna revisit it. But I saw Kane, and I'm like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" He's a giant red guy in a massive long gown. it he, like, it like, he looked like a a horror villain. And I wasn't into horror movies; I never have been. But he looked like a horror villain. And it it was only recently I figured out that he was inspired by Mike, uh, Mike Myers. Hmm. You know, that with the whole mask idea and things like that, which is really fucking cool. Um, but yeah, that, that was it. And I just, I had seven different paper rounds at the time. I started saving up my money. I went to HMV and I was just buying a shed load of fucking old WWE, uh, WWE DVDs. Just any DVD I could find from prior to Royal Rumble, just to try and get some kind of backstory on Kane. And I had a time. Yeah. But through that, I got introduced to the likes of Owen Hart, yeah. who is one of my favourite wrestlers of all time. Absolutely. Um, and obviously there's obviously a like Stone Cold in general but you know I, yeah that was that was just it and I became a wrestling fan as of that but obviously because of being a WWE fan my my viewpoint of WCW was screwed because WWE were the company that that one the one with Y if you want to call it uh, I don't think they won because we're they, they've got WCW on their network these days and we're fucking talking about it. Oh, these the real <laughs> news. Now they the real now, now, now they're praising <laughs> Now the are Now the all that. but they told the story that you know WCW was shit. They never did anything right. Yeah. They pushed the old guys to an extent, they're right. Yeah. But you know they didn't give a shit about youth. Again, to an extent, they are right so yeah. far. But yeah, that, that my, my my view, my view of WCW was screwed, and. Through meeting Mark, you have always told me, you know, that you were a WCW fan and you bigged them up like to the nth degree. And it's like, well, okay, let's fucking prove those fuckers that Titan Tower's wrong. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's watch some WCW.
0: And I mean, you I, said you've you just been wanting to watch WCW for a project, and this yeah. is like the ideal project, really. You said you said that I bigged it up. I just really enjoyed it. That's yeah, all they were you know like but
1: that's it you just by talking about it you're bigging it up you're cropping it up
0: I was always excited when it came to a when it came to a conversation about WCW and I think I've had a conversation with many people even you like about you know people and things that are reviewed in death Mm. you know like What's was a prime example? I mean, the attitude era, it, it, even just like people, you know, like when Elvis Presley died, you know, everybody's like, "Oh my god," you know. Then he's revered in death, you know. Yes, like Elvis, you know, it, it might have been a bad luck once or twice, you know what I mean? Same with, same with actual wrestlers when they die, you know. A lot of people you see them through rose tinted glasses because they're dead, and now because WCW is dead, I mean, I always saw it through rose tinted glasses anyway. <laughs> But you know, when you
1: you said WCW is dead, all I can think of is doing something after the invasion. WCW is dead and buried. ECW is dead and buried. And he says it like five times in one episode
0: a row. It's ridiculous. I don't know why I just thought that. Like, no, no. um, I I, I didn't watch many of them episodes, (laughs) neither did I. I I was a subscription at that point. Went through a, a, a slight period of depression there, thinking, Well, I can't go to the WWF side because I've tried it and I just can't do it. And now my side doesn't exist anymore. So what what do I do? Um, and I honestly don't remember what I did. I, I think I just sort of drowned myself in football again. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, wrestling kind of took me out of the football bubble a little bit. Um, but obviously, around that time, you know, Blackwing were doing the. By God, yeah, no, we, were, we were in championship, like, but we were still, you know, well, no, getting by, up there, by, weren't we?
1: yeah, we've been promoted that time. But
0: it's uh, 2001, back, WCW died, 2002, yeah, yeah. we won the Women's Cup, yeah. So, so we have been promoted
1: the same year as WCW died, so yeah. it's kind of like you had that uh, very sweet yeah, yeah. You had, you had like it's like replacing a drug with another drug, really, yeah, you know. It's yeah. like, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm sick of drinking coffee, you know, coffee's bad for me, okay, I'll drink Red Bull,
0: <laughs> yeah, <I> like it. <laughs> Yeah, um We will obviously we met we met through a mutual thing through a TNA, didn't we? Yeah. That was that was the thing. Yeah, like, I, I just two point my bad. Um, um Yeah, <laughs> I just saw
1: a tweet of yours and I'm like, Okay, and I accidentally hit your profile and it said Black and Rover support and I'm like, Fucking no, a wrestling fan on the Blackman Rover supporting. Like, That's weird. <laughs> like, okay, yes, now in all fucking words. That yeah. you know yeah. that uh, that are always supporters as
0: well. Uh, not through me meeting you, it's just through Twitter. It was just like yeah, you were the first. There's quite a few. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's like there's one that's really prominent. I don't want to say the name obviously because like, it might might not be okay with it. But there's one that's quite prominent and lives in America. But. Uh, I think he's involved in one of the one of the indie promotions which is fine. I know, you know what you're on not, about yes. it's not, we're not calling it's not a yeah. game changer yeah, wrestling he, and he's not actually
1: he's not American either he's actually a Preston lad oh is he, is he from yeah, Preston know, yes right, I know so. what exactly what you're on about Yeah, he he's a Preston yeah. lad he emigrated over to the States right. years and years ago and married and what yeah. have you yeah. but yeah and it's like he, fucking hell he he were getting like videos of like Goldberg like shitting on Burnley and then I have to ask him for that video like you know he had, uh, there was one uh, with Bianca Belair with the uh, achieving on Robins in playoffs oh like, I'm game for that yeah
0: to get to the playoffs and it's like yeah, again I, first episode we're both massive Bianca Belair and Marks even though you know I don't watch WWE at all but if she's on I will watch it yeah she's no so fucking good her. she so, is so
1: good and I think it's like she's not the best in her field not at she, all she's, no. she's getting up though. yeah but it's just because she's just so likeable yeah but the best thing about her, she's so fucking marketable as well. She is, yeah. She's so yeah. marketable. And the one thing I like about her, she just creates her own outfits. Yeah. Like, that, the, the, the dedication. She's got no wrestling background. As far as I'm aware, she didn't watch wrestling when she was younger. She's not related
0: to anybody in wrestling. No, not, so no, no. Exactly. That's a good start, in my you, level, know? you know, because nepotism is a real thing. And yet,
1: she was discovered by Mark Emery. Like, Mark Emery just saw this woman and, and said, do you want this? Like, you know, she was just an athlete. Yeah. You know, just generic athlete. I can't remember what she was doing, but she signed up and she put her work in but then it's like the dedication to the craft is unmatched yes. Like creating your own outfits yep. like to everything that you do like all your outfits no matter what it is your glasses your, your the, the jackets you it's wear it's, yeah. oh, it's, it's that is a fucking dedication she's married into wrestling now as well with, with montez floyd uh, one half of street profits that's her husband and uh yeah she's made a met her life through wrestling as well mm. and it's like it's it's just a cool story it's a great yeah, story yeah. it's one of the one stories and, it was meant to happen wasn't and it? she's really? just yeah she's so likeable and I think yeah. I think she I think she transcends wrestling that in a way that not many can yeah because you see you just see a picture of her like you just see you might not know what wrestling is you see a picture of her and you'd be like who is that yeah because it's just a confidence and a beaming smile and well for me it was a her
0: yeah a her <laughs> as well <but> her, <laughs> like, I've never seen that in wrestling in my life know, so I'm, straight away I'm like Okay. Using her as an offen- offensive yeah. attack instead of a like, defensive attack, it's not—it's not, it's not a we- quote-unquote weapon, is it? It's—it's it's a part of the anatomy. But so. yeah, she, she has whipped people with it, though. Like, I, I, she, so she
1: should. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. She was using it as a weapon and one of those things. She actually did get told to stop doing that really? when she got mo- promoted. To, promoted when she got moved up to the main roster, and then she did it in a match and fucking bruised uh, Becky Lynch's back. And I'm right. I don't really like. And it. now it's become like not. And every match type thing, but she'll pull it out in big yeah, matches. Yeah, that's the thing. you're yeah.
0: keeping it as like a, a special event. Basically,
1: thing. Kurt Angle's moonsault. Except yes. In TNA, yeah. where he just decided, no, I'm gonna fucking moonsault in any match
0: every week. Or oh, is there a cage? Okay, I'm having a moonsault. Oh fucking. Might up. even do too <laughs> uh, oh, That's something else. We we went to a TNA show in the UK, didn't we? Where it was Kurt Angle and anderson was it yeah yeah in the cage, the match. cage yeah yeah, yeah. i, whole, I, I, whole I whole went to works. that one yeah. yeah
1: yeah and again we hadn't met at this point no. this is this talk just started on us meeting on twitter but yeah we we didn't know each other really for nope. years we're just like it took like four or five years before i actually saw you out in the wild like it would and then i just kept seeing you and seeing you and then you happened to say oh i'm moving to Darwin." yeah and by that point we're like we'd we'd already had a couple of drinks together and all that, and then you moved to Darwin, and that went to Edinburgh, we're just like, fuck okay, it, we'll book a trip. Yep. But the one the one thing that get that always comes back to me, well, there's two things that come back to me, the one thing is when we we're actually talking about TNA at Preston Train Station, in the Pumpkin Cafe, or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. and there's the... the the Way you spoke about wrestling, it's like this guy that I, I really want to podcast with him. Like, you know, <laughs> it worked the first time, it, it was just like that. was that, with the underlining of it, it's like, Yeah, okay, this has to happen. Yeah, you know, before that, it was when we were sat in the cock. Now,
0: <laughs> I remember last night, yes, uh, for uh,
1: for it's not a euphemism for, for clarification, that is the name of a pub. <laughs> and we were sat in the cock, and, and you were talking about Bash at the Beach 98, uh, DDP, uh. Stumbling over the ropes, but, landing on his feet, and doing the fucking pose in front of the fans. 99. Like, yeah, yeah ninety nine. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh man. Yeah, when you were ninety nine or whatever, when you were talking about that, and you just you couldn't even finish your sentence
0: because you were laughing so hard. <laughs> was it ninety nine? Was it two thousand? I think it 98. No, 2000 was ninety eight. Two thousand was what the it was the. Cup, oh yes, it. yes, but, yeah. No, it has to have been ninety nine. has to have been. I'm not because obviously I'm not going to give spoilers and stuff, but I can remember the match. Ben was in, it so yeah, it has to be ninety nine. Um, okay. But yeah, that's um, that's basically our me and Brian have come to this juncture two years on uh, to to create this podcast. Hi, new listeners. Uh, Hi. for this. <laughs> yeah. And we have we, uh, what you're gonna what you're gonna get in the future if you carry on listening, which we hope we do, um is you'll you'll get a special guest in uh, my partner Beth. she she rides along with us as the third man. Or a woman, yeah, woman. Um, when it comes to when did she start? I think she started at Bash at the Beach '96, didn't she? Yeah, somewhat like that. Yeah, and then since then, it, it's from then onwards, the difficult. tape views, we just yeah, it's just like all three of us, and we don't actually talk about the wrestling. We all just get drunk and, and talk <laughs> shit for three and a half hours. Uh, but there's a little bit of wrestling in there, you know, like when Hui Two Guerrero just doing some sort of <laughs> sunshine. Uh, right, like, like, what are you doing, <laughs> Jesus? Um, but there's a yeah, there's a. We, we just have fun, don't we? Yeah, we have fun, it. and the thing is, again, I can't say this enough like, thank you to so much to every single person that's listened. Um, and continues to news. listen to us talk, shit yeah, as Englishmen about football and the rest of this crazy northern life that we live, yeah. <laughs> and stick stick around for the ride as well, man. Like. Yeah, I just I find um, that 200,
1: really 200 unique listeners, part of the plus, and going back into football, we have a fan in Chile before fucking Ben Burton did so <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll take that as well and I love Ben Burton Diaz but
0: we were there first
1: yes, you, may, you may have the blood you may have Chilean blood but we fucking got there first we beat you to the point it would be cool
0: it would be cool if it was the same guy oh it would be cool or good or, or good or whatever. Oh, it, would be, it yeah. just would be yeah it just will be cool if that person just oh, like listens to it and goes
1: ah Burton Diaz yeah. Like you know just not expecting us to talk about fucking Ben <laughs>
0: Burton. <laughs> We'll have, to, uh, we'll have to tap into that actually, we'll have to start doing that in the uh, descriptions and stuff like that, you know, like, because obviously people in Chile are going to be listening to anything to do with Blackburn now, yes. so we need to market this as a nitrogen podcast out of Blackburn, you know what I mean, <laughs> even though we're in Darwin, but uh-uh. yeah, we need to put the, just put the hot word there. Say constitution, say whatever you call it, yeah. Like, yeah. So shall we start talking about this episode?
1: Yes, sure. <laughs> uh, And before we actually do, shout out to Dan, you did mention this, yes. yeah. Uh, Danny's just a lovely guy we bumped into in, we were in Bird Sand, weren't we? Yes. Uh, another pub, by the way, another yeah. weird fucking thing, Bred It's Hand, <laughs> you know, very wankish thing, who's that? Uh, yeah, we met him and we were pretty drunk and we said, oh yeah, we do a podcast and all that, and he was like, okay, yeah, I'll listen, you know, he's a wrestling fan, he'll listen and all that, never expecting anything of it. And then we will
0: just keep bumping into the guy. No, it was the other way around, you see. where it? Yeah, I... Uh, I'm trying to remember. I was fucking drunk, so... I, 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 I bumped into... I remember me, me old man, uh, and I bumped into him, and he said, excuse me. Uh, and he said to me, um, he said, do you do a podcast? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, I've listened to your podcast. And I'm like, dude, brilliant. Oh, that's so cool. Like, because that's the only person that's ever, ever, ever said that. Um, without it being, like, a friend or something like that. And... Uh, oh yeah yeah and I think he'd met you prior I think I, I can't remember the story I'll have to ask him this properly and we'll update one day in the in fifty episodes <laughs> 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 um, but yeah we we, we uh, I really like him uh, he's a really nice guy he's a very um, he's very articulate and very uh not soft-spoken in a, in a negative way, but very. He he could have a podcast actually. Oh yeah, he's got it. he's got a very. We should, have, we should have him on as a guest. Yeah, at some Yeah.
1: He could host on Smooth Radio because he's got that yes, kind of voice. You absolutely. Know. Yeah. Like, but when he, when I could he, just imagine these podcasts. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Dan. <laughs> he's like he's got he, he's got a very velvety voice and he, yeah. he's such a lovely book. He actually came into work a couple of weeks ago and he actually asked about the absence. He goes, You came back and now you there's a gap and I said Yeah. I said, Yeah, blame Mark on that. He's of my best and he's <laughs> come back, and he's like and he's got problems with his home, so he's not living there. He yeah. sent his
0: best wishes by the way, yeah. but he, he he mentioned that on Friday. It must be Friday. Oh yeah, he I said he bumped into him. Yeah, yes, I think he he mentioned that that he'd seen you in work. Um, but yes, it's a big shout out to him. A big shout out to his uh, to his partner as well. They they're lovely, lovely people. And uh, he he gave me a bit of a pep talk on Friday, as I've said previously. When things are happening in, in life, sometimes somebody needs to pull you to the side and say a couple of things. Uh, and it turns out he he, he was actually sorry. They're going through the their own problems with their own house, like. Roofing problems, leaks, that sort of thing. And he said, he said, honestly, he said... And the thing is, a lot of people just say, I know what you're going through. And he didn't say that. And this is... He just went up in... It was already up in my estimation anyway, but he went so further up, he went, I can't imagine what you're going through. uh, And this isn't the same. Yes. Yeah, he started off like that. He said, our roof is fucked. We've had it completely done, repointed, blah, blah, blah. And there's still a problem. So I understand when it's my home, that you must be devastated that your home is in. And the way he worded everything just made me like, he's, holy, what a guy. Yeah, he's got just such really a great nice. perspective on really life. Nice. He's very zen. Yeah, very zen, I like that. One. Yeah, he's very zen. Again, like the
1: voice, it helps as well, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> it's like, I, I just want to, I, I, honestly, honestly, I just want him to come round one day you know, with clipboard and paper in his hand, just sit in my mum's <laughs> shirt and I'll just lie back on the couch and just tell him all my shit, tell him all my problems. He's like, he's got a very, uh, very Frasier Crane quality to him. Yeah, we'll have to get we have long. We have the obnoxious fucking <laughs> outlook on life or like that. Or,
0: or the jealousy of a dog. He, he's not it's as boyish not as, as Frasier. No. You know, let's just say. No. Again, first episode, big Frasier fan over here, Ryan Bradshaw. Uh, <laughs> big hit, Simpsons fan. Hit, hit him up on his Twitter for uh Simpsons and, and Fraser references. Jesus
1: Christ. You don't even need to fucking go on to Twitter for the Simpsons
0: references. I just quote it in everyday life now. <laughs> and in the podcast. I, I've done
1: that to me but I've done that to two managers now and confused them. Two new managers say they. Oh yeah, I'm switching you know, C T N. Brian Bradshaw smiling politely and they're like
0: Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Can I hold it, can I hold it. I have a problem. Oh right. So you so you've redone your notes, haven't you? Um I'm going back to my original notes, OG uh which Obviously my notes have changed over there. I was
1: going to go back to my OG notes and just uh, you know add a little bit of like,
0: detail, what yeah. have you. Yeah. I can't find my old notes. I've
1: uh, changed I've changed phones, what can I say? Yeah, like, well, you
0: know. that's what I thought, because so, obviously my phone's in the shop, so I was thinking, oh no, I've lost my notes, but it turns out it's actually here. Yeah, um, I've lost mine, unfortunately. So yeah, September 4th, 1995. What, that's the 5th, isn't it? Is it? I've got 4th. Huh? Oh, we're already wrong. We've I don't fucking you know. It's here. the first episode. <laughs> Nitro debut. Uh, recently retired and newest WWE Hall of Famer. Of course, these are two-year-old notes. So recently retired was Justin Liger two years ago. Um, oh, I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's wrestled fairly recently. I don't know. I'm sure he's come out of retirement already. He's done a Terry Funk. Um, <laughs> so he was the first ever talent to appear on WCW Nitro, uh, and his first match was with. Uh, him fighting flying Brian Pillman who we detailed earlier, would have been 60 years old today um, not a bad start in terms of what we know now in the uh, reputation of the two uh, but the match itself was also quite sloppy in places but you, willing to give them a pass when they're on TV and stuff yeah, like that, first TV outing and all that well, sort of stuff it, on national it, It's revealed in the match that they've both come back
1: from long term injuries I mm-hmm. think, I think um, Brian Pillman was having issues with his Knee or something like that, yeah. I and juicing yeah. like I had a broken leg, and yeah. it was quite, quite. I actually did a little bit of research, and it was quite a brutal broken, a broken leg as well. He went through the skin and everything, so it's a Ooh. complete break. I've broken my leg before, not to that degree, and it were pretty fucking sore. Yeah. And it took me a while to get back into the balance, yeah. like just walking properly. I walked with a limp for, for a good seven or eight months after it, and mine was not even a complete break, it's yeah. just a case of one leg kind of grew. And it One was growing, but it took a while to catch up, like yeah, you know, sweeping yeah. itself out. So, you got to imagine he's on a complete break and he's a wrestler. And he's back in, in the ring before he's ready in bad looks of things. He looks like he's very wrestling rustled. 101. They, All wrestlers do, yeah, them, don't they? especially in 90s, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, quite rusty, you know. And I I don't think he probably would have been in the, in the power plant, he'd be traveling over from Japan, obviously, you know, yeah. talent exchange or what have you, yeah, yeah. And it's 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 noticeable that both
0: are, are coming back off these long term injuries mm, mm. Uh, as, as we go forward again in, the, in this podcast we, we, we do go more and more detailed into the matches don't we yes. I've, I've, these, these, these notes are, are just very very highlighting um, so obviously we said that it's sloppy in places head scissors in particular was near disgusting Uh, But the drop kick as Liger comes off the top rope has a real umph to it. Oh yeah, it it was a nice one. Yeah, as as
1: Eric Bischoff stated in the commentary, it's it's a move that you you don't see it used as a defensive move. You see it as an offensive move. Yeah, you know, and he's done it as a defensive move. And I said back then uh, uh, when we watched it the first time, I said I don't think I've ever seen that before. Yeah, like I, I, I. I have seen other moves used as an offensive, uh, sorry, as a defensive maneuver, an offense, but a drop kick from the top row. like that. I've never seen it before. Yeah. And now I see it all the fucking time. <laughs> I see it all the time. I saw Brian Pillman Jr. do it a while ago. And I, I fucking popped. and like, you know, it's like, I, I would just like, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I would just like, J, uh, JR fucking is in um, Teasing Jerry Waller and Brian Christopher, you know Brian Waller, uh, yeah, yeah. you know just going, "That's your daddy, that's your daddy," you know, you know, <laughs> "That's your son, that's your son," and uh, yeah, uh, they have an awkward relationship. What can I say? Uh, you know that that I was just like I was fucking marking out. It's like you know, "That's your daddy, that's your daddy." I was yeah. so fucking happy to see it. It's like he's just
0: it's little a bit of to, repertoire. It's always good to see him on AEW. Oh yeah, yeah, Mister Junior. Um, it, it, I do feel like they're sort of. Down there in the weeds, still. Yeah. And I kind of feel like they should be a little bit further They've up. They've got, got so fucking talent. Though. But they just, I don't know, they, they're in their speedos and, and they, <laughs> they have the her, and that's about it. You know, yeah. like there's no, there's, there's no. The, 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 I think. You've I think, got like Malachi Black, who's like got a fucking gimmick and, and you know yes. all that sort of stuff. And then you've got Brian Pillman Jr. over there, who's like, it's a, sort of no gimmick needed, but also. No, we're not going to give you one anyway yeah and the, he deserves more i think he's
1: hamstrung the fact that he's a call back to his dad as well like, yeah you know with the hair and everything and that's his choice to do that yeah you know but sometimes if you need to step out your dad's shadow you're gonna have to change it up a little bit and yeah, do something do. a little bit more unique yeah. Yeah. and you don't have to get rid of the her, you don't have to do anything really just like just change moveset a little bit yeah do something a little bit different yeah change your attire up a little bit mate no callbacks you'd have like we know you are his son you can still be Brian Pillman Jr but the problem is with that with you, if you're going full hog then you're not going to be taken seriously mm. I, I I always look at uh, the Hart Dynasty in WWE because yeah, you had uh, Tyson Kid who's only like he's not really related he is now but at the time yeah. he wasn't really yeah. related he was just a I, I was a big fan of Tyson you know he, like he, he was a friend yeah. he was a family friend yeah. that's it you know, and now he's married into that family by extension by uh, being married to Natalia, Natalia. Um, big fan of Natalia as well. yeah Natalia's great yeah. and then you've got uh, David Boyd Smith Jr he was DH Smith and he looked like his dad he didn't yeah. really dress like his dad yeah but it was pretty much a callback to his dad. And that kind of thing works in Japan. I don't think it works in America. No, it doesn't. I don't think it does. No. The, the... This is where they're going right with... Uh, they're on about, like, Dominic could be... Uh, sorry, I said Dominic and I just think of Eddie Guerrero. Dominic! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, with him... They're calling him Dominic Mysterio, which is fine. I like that, because Rey Mysterio is his dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not in KFA, but... He, he is his dad, but... Um, they're on about, like, eventually, Rey Mysterio is going to gonna hand his mask down to him. Okay. You know, so he's going to wear a mask, and he's going to be basically Rey Mysterio III. And that's all fine. That is f- fine, but you've got to do it right. Because yeah. he cannot just be a callback. He has to have his own set. It's a very Mexican thing, don't get me wrong. Yeah, and it's yeah, a massive over Yeah, and it's, it's like, you know, it's a mask, but there's like slight alterations. you're yeah. But what, what I find that with Mexican Mexican wrestlers like that that pass down a gimmick is that they're not really passing down a moveset set. They yeah. might do the same finisher, but they generally do change it up and again it works in Mexico and it will work in in the States hmm. because what the WWE have got there is a massive chance to find that guy that is so marketable to you know, to the to the Mexican market and And kids. And kids, yeah, you know, because yeah. mass, but you're playing up to the Mexican market yeah. and you tried it with so many people and it's just not worked. No, Dominic Misterio is the person to do it with, yeah. But yeah. I can't under- underscore that he needs his own moveset, he can't just do in the six one nine, yeah, yeah. If you're gonna bestow that gimmick down, don't fucking bestow the moveset, and that's what I like about him. He's not really doing much of his dad stuff, yeah, and he's putting in the work and he's talented as fuck. he's naturally talented, he is gonna go far. But as sort of long about, as he can be unique in his own ways.
0: Yeah. So about Rick Steiner and his son?
1: See, Bron Breaker. See,
0: he's kind of. Yeah. not the same, is he? It's not. No. A copy. You can tell that they're obviously related, but they, 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 they are separate, aren't they? Yes. they kind of original, so he should Yes. Be. Uh,
1: the name probably helps with that. In, in fairness, yeah.
0: I'd still think. For now. He
1: should be a Steiner. You, you know, he shouldn't be acknowledged as a Steiner. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you something though. it's like, yeah, he may take the attire and all that. He's got his own. He's got his own way of wrestling that is like, you know, again, it's just not unique per se. But it's you can tell it is a callback, but it's also his own. He's got his own sorts of template. Yeah, yeah. And yeah.
0: he's fucking. Oh, he's, he is fucking. good. Yeah. I think that that's probably that's a. It's quite a fine example of of what you were saying in it. So you can have a callback, but just make sure you've got things that are your own. As yes. Well. Exactly. Because in twenty twenty two, you need something you know, that that's gonna set you apart from what went beforehand. You know. So yeah, that that'd be um I love as well. I, I just I, I love watching him wrestle. I, I love watching him fight. I don't I can't even say Stan is wrestle. He just <laughs> fire. He just fires yeah. <laughs> Just love him. Um I do know, you have anything else to add there on that on that um,
1: Basically I, I did have like moves and all that, but it's like apart from that it's like as you say it's not it's not a that bad, it's it's just yeah. really sloppy. You yeah. know, there's yeah. a f- a few moves uh, one thing that really peed me off uh, this time around I think I noted it last time but this time around I actually sat in a coffee shop the other day watching it, and I'm like for fuck's sake Eric I actually said that out loud <laughs> luckily you know, the coffee, you know the guy that runs it <laughs> he, he he's,
0: isn't called Eric
1: <laughs> You know, he's no he's not but he's swearing all the time and like there were only a couple of customers in and they didn't take events or anything like that you know I just sat with my headset on for fuck's sake Eric so basically Brian Perlman, uh Flying Brian uh that with me, fucking, like, trying to fall down, uh, walk down the stairs at five o'clock in the morning.
0: Dangerous, uh, <laughs> dangerous Flying Brian. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, <laughs> flying Brian. Uh, I've got to say Flying Brian because that's his this gimmick here. It's not Brian Pillman, is it? Yeah. Uh, flying Brian. He's he's already done two heads to the takedowns, and he's botched them all. Yeah. He does another one. He lands it perfectly, and then Bishop calls him out for it, saying that he's had trouble landing them tonight. It's like, why are you saying that when he's actually landed it perfectly? Yeah. you should have said at the second time around yeah, yeah. If, 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 you, if you haven't thought of saying it the second time around if he's landed the third time you could just say he's finally landed one like, yeah. don't fucking call him out for it Yeah. you know yeah. asshole <laughs> uh, but apart from that uh, obviously the thing that I pop, I pop most about this match is the Mexican surfboard stretch mm-hmm. it's like uh, fucking such a great move and it's not used enough uh, Brian Danielson in AEW he uses it and he probably has the best one that I've ever seen it's yeah. so fucking good But there's one thing I noticed this time around that I don't think I noticed, I don't think I picked it up on the first time around, is that when he actually puts him in, it's kind of like, he does like a push-up with it. He's like, it's best. the best way I can describe it is a push-up, where he just extends his legs back and forth, up and down, up and down. So it's like, it's adding like, more leverage, more pain and all that. And it's so fucking good how he does it. Mm. It's beautiful. And then he just transitions it into a... uh, into a uh, naked charcoal and it's yeah. so fucking good how he does it Trans-
0: the, the transitions are somewhat special right? yeah and um... apart
1: from that it's just commentary mm. like because again like I didn't really pick up on much of the commentary lines I think in the first episode like first viewing I was just pissed off with Mongol picking on Bobby Heaton <laughs> this time around I noticed that there is bi-play between them Bobby Heaton is saying shit back but he's not saying it as loud yeah. it's like he's under the I think he's like trying to make a point like if he's saying it quietly it's like Right, this is not your business, this is my business. Have a bit of fucking respect for that kind of thing. But he's not saying that he's abusing him and all that. But there is a lot of that. But the one thing that, uh, uh, that really, really made me laugh, and I don't know why it made me laugh, is uh, that first uh, head since takedown from the corner, mm-hmm. but, uh, the one I got botched, the first one that got botched, I should have said, he describes it as whipping liger from Bloomingdale's to Macy's and back. <laughs> I I just thought that's such a great line, and I was just trying to think. I was just sat there thinking, like, okay, let's try and uh, British this one up. So (laughs) I did a little bit of research. Like, Bloomingdale's is the big; it's the big department store, you know. Macy's, which we know from friends, you know, it's it's a luxury one. Macy's is the one beneath it. You know, it's. So it was like, okay, so it's from Sudden Island then, isn't it? <laughs> and then they also found out that Bloomingdale's actually is part of Macy's now anyway. It's Macy's is the bigger oh. company that owns Bloomingdale's, right. but yep. Bloomingdale's is the luxury one. Right. Uh, but yeah, uh, another think of as well after that was, I'd like to see more wrestling in moles because... or. In in the actual stories itself, I think that's a missed opportunity here. It's like I'm I'm sorry, I'm a sucker for for that match, uh, Steve Austin versus Booker T, and it's just a convenient story. Yeah, you know, it's fucking brilliant. It's like we need more shit like that in wrestling. Yeah, and yeah. they had an opportunity just to have a little bit it's of a brawl, right. like when when I and uh, Rick have that mini brawl later on. You think fuck it, just take it into a story, <laughs> take it into Pastamania. <laughs>
0: It's like I'm into Hotel Chocolat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, I think on the original one as well, we were talking about the escalators when we were hoping and praying for cruiserweights to do something off the escalator. Yes. And sadly, we don't get that.
1: Um, uh, I, I just noticed plenty of people just watching as
0: they're going up. And it's yeah, like, it's so it. fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, A great angle, though. Like, as what? you're going yes. up and you're watching that action, like you, you, your angle is constantly changing on what's happening in the ring, which is quite nice. It's quite. Quite unique. I'd probably go up and down the es- escalators for, for the entirety of the show, um, to be fair. Oh, and uh, a couple more comment- commentary bits.
1: I've just remembered as well. Uh, I say I remembered because I read my fucking notes. Uh, <laughs> when Liger, uh, I think I said Luger, yeah. when Liger puts him in some the yeah. next gun yeah. surf, um, for some reason, Mo- a Mongo turns around and says it reminds him of his surfing days before he put in on weight. <laughs> uh, Heenan says I don't serve and hire someone to do it for me just, again a brilliant line I don't know why i find shit like funny and um, there's also uh, later on when Brian reverses a suplex into the uh, into the ring into the ring to the outside ah yeah so over the rope yeah. uh, then hits a flying crossbody Mongo gets excited, to say, give it to him give it to him to the
0: way he wants it Ooh, <laughs> it is ooh. yeah look at that. I think they cut to a break at that point as well yes yeah Um yeah. Again, going forward, we actually know who's doing the commentary because obviously, as it goes to hour two, the, the commentators change and stuff like that. But at this point, it is it's Eric Bischoff, Bobby the Brain Heen, and, and Mongol Mongo. Michael at this point. Yeah. Yes. Um. Again, not detailed that at the beginning, which we should do really. <laughs> we will as we go forward. That does that does happen. Uh, we again, we didn't structure this, did we? we were just having fun. Yes. So no, we, 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 we just want a better episode. Yeah, we, we, we were so we, as as time has gone on, we've we've. Lured herself into okay, a little bit more detail, a little bit more here, there, every everything like but that. But I and think it.
1: this is going to happen when you're actually doing it in person as well, because it's course, yeah. it's a better flow so you can actually discuss things in a different way. You yeah. know, you can, you don't need to detail every single move because like, this happened, that happened, that yeah. happened, But I think we need to figure out how to do it like in a in a specific
0: order, <laughs> yeah, because that's... like we're just going back and forth about what's happened in this match a little bit. That's it. Um, so yeah, uh, it says thoughts on Heenan at uh, Michael Mall of America as a venue, which we've, we've just covered anyway. Yes, <laughs> uh, we get Sting next. The Sting promo, which is uh, is quick promo and a good way to get the talent over with a quick uh, video on the TV. When it came to the promo, he, he needed a lot of work. I've not detailed what he said, but I do I do remember the promo being a little bit like cartoonish. Yeah, yeah, which.
1: I mean, you're gonna get
0: that you because were having that problem with Sting at that point, anyway. Yes,
1: it was marketed towards the kids. Yes, and it's only around when the NWO come into it that yeah. they realise that this isn't really a kid program anymore. It's not a kid friendly program. It no. was getting very adult themed
0: Yeah, But he wasn't a kid either. You know what I mean? No, like, no, he, but when he, he, he kind of not. He wasn't a kid, but he, he he was he was young and green. What in I mean the is that noise is.
1: He's he's colourful, he's cartoony. You, he's a guy that you're yeah. marketing to kids, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, and he's very toyetic as well. Results yeah. so, so you, I think he becomes more toyetic, toyetic from and it was said toyota then. <laughs> uh, it's because he's a fucking Transformer and turns into Toyota Yaris. Uh, no, uh, you
0: when- did sting like that, a Toyota <laughs> Yaris. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. Just turn him into a taxi. <laughs> fucking hell. Hey,
1: you know, it's the right taxi. They're reliable, and so- Toyota Yaris is reliable. And he, he'll well, get you, yeah. where, you need, where you need to go in a match. He's, You know, it's not the worst. Listen, I was just gone right <laughs> off the fucking page. Yeah. I'm spitballing, I'm spitballing. Um, but yeah. no... Um, He's very. He's more idiotic when he becomes a cross thing. I think. Yeah, yeah, but I think so. Right here, you He's marketed to kids. Yeah. So you're gonna
0: get the the weird promo lines yeah. that we can't really remember. But as, he's, like, as he's what I'm getting at is as he grows up, which he does over the, the coming two years, when you know when he becomes the cross thing and everything like that, um, he's growing up as a person. You need to grow the character as well. Yes. If he was, what is he, 66 Sixty four. Is no. it something like, yeah, something 64. like that? in it Yeah. If he was sixty four now and he still had the colourful face paint and and he was clinging on to whatever hair he's got and dying it blonde, which probably means that his hair would go because he'd have been dying it blonde, you wouldn't be able to take him seriously, would you? No. As a wrestler, you, you, as as a person, you grow in maturity, and the character should grow in maturity as well. Yes. Hundred um, percent. I don't. I don't. I can't. I don't know how to give us an example for that. I mean, I suppose the Undertaker a little bit. That went from being cartoonish. Yes, to being very much very so. Yes. yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, he, King's probably the same, really.
1: Uh, to a degree, yeah. Uh, but he was always he 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 had a lot going for him straight off. He he was a demon yeah. demon look demon looking guy, and He's he a, already man. had the flame, the red lights. He had yeah. Palmer, but he going, you know,
2: you're uh, a murderer, Undertaker. You're a murderer. Your promise murder a
1: murder,
0: He's a guy that
1: fucking supposed to died in a fire. I mean. That's a very adult theme character for me, mm-hmm. you know, but I-, I think he regressed, personally. When he had the mask taken off, uh, there was uh, a weep hole uh, in the character because he's supposed to have a sky face, and he didn't have a sky <laughs> face, yeah, so yeah, they said did. it yeah. was...
0: Uh, might have singed eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, uh, he... <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, ha- that's why he did like the half shave thing on his head, yeah, yeah. which was really fucking weird. That was weird. It it was, really weird. It just yeah. didn't work. But it was like you know, it it, it were it were all mental scars apparently. But yeah. you told the story that he actually died in a fire, but he somehow survived. You gotta have scars. You gotta have scars, mate. Yeah. Sorry, you know, not fucking mental scars. They gotta be physical scars. Yeah. And I think you you had the budget to do the makeup.
0: Absolutely,
1: prosthetic and everything. Yeah, like you, you could have done it. You could have yeah. done it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, but unfortunately, they never yeah. went down that route. Yeah. But then. You know, it, they tried to turn him back. I mean, he went really dark-sided as the masters came. I mean, fucking Electrocruity, Shane, my man, the bollocks. Like, you know, That's fucking... I, I'd write that worse, se- worse than setting somebody on fire. Sorry, you know. I'm I think like a, it is. You know, like a guy with bollocks. you know, you're like, no, fuck it, man, just set me on fire. Just don't put me through this punishment. Um and Shane's got, like, 70 kids now anyway, so...
0: <laughs> worse? Yeah, He's got sperm for it's super spunk. <laughs> Fucking hell you know what's you,
1: you know what's gonna happen? Anybody with fucking uh, like erectile dysfunction or really you know, slow swearers, so we're gonna like to the wife, you know, alright, on the on the carpet like that, feet on the carpet and just touch my dick, touch my dick, you know, trying to get the static going. <laughs> you know? Boom, jump start fucking jump your fucking cable, uh buddy, uh jump ca- jumper cables. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, and then gotta <laughs> get past that image you know. Uh, fucking hell just giving, giving ideas.
0: Who needs a new one I was going to say I was, <laughs> for you to say, I was waiting for you to say that. Uh, Shout out to Newman. Uh, <laughs> talk to us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've never, yeah, we've, we've never said a bad word about Newman. No, it's no. just their advertising. <laughs> That's all it is. In the future, no, in the future yeah, yeah. So it's right, like a 20 dialogue on Newman. Oh, man, Fucking brilliant. Man. Well, for, been, for anybody that listens to uh, the other podcasts, you know the, the other wrestling podcasts. When it comes to the advertisers, Blue Chew, and that sort of thing. Well, Newman is, is sort of the British equivalent. But they also do so much more as well. Oh, uh, they, they do. They're like her loss and, and yes. um, like old gentlemanly kind of things that yes. we may go through some, at some point in our life. But um, they're also, whilst Blue Chew is sort of like, yeah, you can have a Blue Chew, and it's going to give you a stiffy. <laughs> uh, Newman, Newman Newman, do things a little bit different, do No, it's it? just bold. White letters, you know. Dong. Yeah, dong. dong. That that's literally one of their adverts.
1: It goes dung dong dong. And they don't say dong, it's just big white and bold letters on a black say, background. Yeah.
0: Dong. I'm squaring it. You'll you'll get to it. Yeah, you'll right. get to it for a listen. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And if you can't wait, just check it out on YouTube. Bro. It's just well worth it. <laughs> no, they Just come on, in the middle of something, won't it? Like it's happened to you. We were talking
1: about Kane
0: here. We're going on to we got onto
1: yeah. I was <laughs> saying that we regressed, basically when when you go corporate Kane and all that, and he's like, you know, Seth Rollins, I booked you a holiday to Hawaii and I bought you a car, and it's like not in that voice. It's like, but it's like, who are you? Well, what about Kane DX?
0: DX Kane then? Uh, well, because that's like a regression itself, isn't it?
1: No, he was just becoming more human sided. That's it. You were showing. More human side to him. What yeah. you find, see, obviously for me going through this and being a massive fucking Kane Mark back in the day. Yeah. Uh, so I, I am like, I am all in on Kane, and I will defend this this period to the fucking grave. What happens with Kane is that you realise that um he was being manipulated by Paul Bearer. Yeah. And he ends up becoming friends with Vince McMahon and the Corporation, and then they start manipulating him. And you know, and using him, and then he falls in love over China, and China's manipulated, What you find is that this is a guy that's just you know, he's a guy. He, he's he's suffered from a lot of fucking issues. Obviously, he's been burnt in a fire, and he's miraculously survived it. And he's got these scars that weren't you know weren't scars. But he's what's happened is is that he's ended up becoming he he. he there was like this dialogue where Paul Berry was just saying like Kane, before before he turned on Ken. is that he used to watch his, underta- uh, his, brother, his brother The Undertaker on TV and just saying, I just want to be like him, mm. you know, and daddy, you know, why can't I be like him and I'm a guy that's being bullied, you know, he's, he's been abused throughout his whole life, basically, yeah, yeah. you know, as a result of being burnt by fire, you know, yeah. being burnt alive in a fire. So, what's happened is, he's just, he's going from one person to another person, he's a victim. Yes. And, what happens is, is when, he, when China turns on him to reform DX and then later on in the night, DX, uh, Triple H and China turn on the rest of DX and join the corporation. They kind of like go their own way, essentially, and X-Pac is just on his own and he's getting abused by Triple H and The Undertaker and the big show are abusing him and Kane gravitates towards him because he's seen a lot of him in X-Pac. Yeah and they gravitate towards each other as a result, and right. they become friends, and Kane's kind of like the bigger brother that will do anything to protect the, his little brother in X-Pac. Yeah. It's a yeah. really sweet story, yeah. you know, and then X-Pac kind of like does a lot for Kane as well. Like, this is where, you know, he's saying that Kane, you can actually talk, you know, I know you can talk, talk, that kind of thing, you know, and then eventually, you know, you get, you know, if you don't with that katie has got two words for you suck it <laughs> you know it's fucking it. well, i actually did more than the fourth quarter today it's so like suck it so like you know it's fucking brilliant it's a brilliant story all right
0: yeah as, but, as you but because he's
1: abused and because he's gone through all that you know going, uh, growing up as well is that when he becomes a heel again it's kind of understandable why he's a heel as well. Because yeah. he's, he's been abused, he's been manipulated and he can't trust people yeah. very easily. Because, unfortunately, X-Pax ter- turns on him and then Torrey turns on him mm. and then Paul Bearer comes to his aid again and he's like the biggest fucking baby <laughs> face in 2000. As far as I'm concerned, outside of Austin, who's not really there that much and The Rock, Kane could have had a title run in 2000. Easily. Yeah. You know, actually, yeah. Austin was already gone by his this point, but he yeah. could have had a title run. Yeah, he could. Yeah. There is... Honestly, search this up, There's, uh, towards the end of an episode of Raw, Kane's been gone for quite a while at this point, uh, DX, and uh, the reform DX at this point, they're beating down the likes of cool and Rikishi and all that, and the lights just go out and it goes red, and you see Paul Burry looking quite trim at this point in a red blazer, and he's coming out, he just walks out. And next, next thing you see is Kane fucking fall behind him, Kane's music, and it has got, it's reversing Kane, so it's not the red with the black, it's black with the red, Yeah, and it, so it's a different look, and it's yeah. got like a little bit of mesh as well, you know, so you see like a little bit of transition, he's, he's, yeah. he's, you that can tell Kane he's hit the gym, he, you can tell he's hit the gym as well, yeah. he's still got like, the, the one sleeve, and then he transitions to the vest later on, but, you know, he's he's still that Kane but he's all more jacked as well yeah. and he just beats down everybody but the moment Paul Bearer comes out in the red jacket and the red light the crowd are fucking electric because they know what's happening Paul Bearer has realigned himself with Kane with his son and Kane's going to come and save the day and fucking hell he saves the day it's one of my favourite segments of wrestling ever mm. it's so good so good again big Kane mark it's, it, it, this happens no, you yeah. know. but <laughs> you know what he should have had a title run yeah. from the back of that yeah at the very least, I know he had a title run in 1991, yeah, but he should have had a. I'm not saying it should have been months, a month. It would have, it would have been cool. That should have been WrestleMania 2000 main event: Kane versus Triple H.
2: Hmm.
1: Not fucking Big Show, Triple H, Mick Foley, and The Rock with a fucking McMahon in every corner. Fucking fuck that shit. It <laughs> should have been Kane. Versus Triple H, you had the fucking Caesar. Yeah. You know, you had Kane up against fucking DX. Essentially, he was feuding with the whole DX. You could have just done that. Yeah. Instead, you had him team teaming with Rikishi. Fuck yeah, that! No, sorry. Fuck off comedy in it. You know, it's just comedy. And he even does two. I think he does the two cooldowns as well. It's like no, you ruining you ruining Kane at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Sorry, we're talking about Kane Brady. That's fine. Sorry, it's defensive Kane here, sorry.
0: (laughs) That's what we're going to do, drift in and out of current, past, things that we did like, things that we do like, and then obviously Nitro as well. Um, So we see Hogan with uh, all the kids and Pastomania. (laughs) Hogan and all the kids. Yikes. Yikes, indeed. Actually, I was going to make a joke there, but I'll I'll leave that one. Uh, Use your imagination. Probably get in trouble. <laughs> uh, funnily we are talking about uh, Newman because the word Viagra has just come up oh yeah I did say this didn't I oh well I might get in trouble for this but fuck it hard to believe that years later he'd be hard on Viagra fucking his best mate's wife on a different what with the whole say pro stuff across around his neck here blah blah yeah. blah all the rest of it and then yeah he turns into an old adultering piece of racist trash so yeah hey Terry <laughs> <laughs> I like how you did the you uh, got forward
1: fucking right here you right, here. Oh, right. Yeah. and then a yeah. the thumbs up but you actually did it to the computer screen so
0: it's yeah. catching I it on, to the mic well, you I did it to the mic I should have said that shouldn't I I've given the thumbs up to the microphone but you have just uh... thumbs up sound effects <laughs> how does that
1: how does that work yeah. you know I can reverse when they hear uh, wh- uh, thingy, uh, what they call them whistles oh,
2: I forgot what they call them yeah, yeah them.
1: I forgot what they call them. they're a kind of whistle
0: don't be giving Newman ideas. <laughs> uh, I've <I'm> noticed. <laughs> Erectile dysfunction. <laughs> Erection. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, I've noticed Dave Dave Penzus uh, announcing this as well. Uh, shout out to Dave Penzu who's uh, been... uh, By
1: the way, yeah, they're at Pastamania as well, and at that is something we need to talk about at some point. Like ill-fated bloody um. Uh, well, yeah. Wrestling, yeah. wrestling branded
0: side ventures, and I think most of that is going to be Hulk Hogan. Unfortunately, yeah, Fortunately i unfortunately. They always got the plan B, didn't they? Yes. If you would a uh, George Foreman, did boom. There is a sad,
1: there is a sad, uh, a sad little thing like the sad remnants of Pastamania that we found, and it's like, again, this is for a different episode, yeah. but I would just want to talk about it, because i discovered this a while ago, it, it, it's, it's sad in a way, but it's also not sad, because it's a racist hot dog, so, <laughs> <laughs> you always forget that you call him a hot dog, <laughs> I, he's, he's, he's got hot dog coloured skin, and he wears red and yellow,
0: yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I get it, I mean, the fucking, ke- ketchup and,
1: yeah, bread. the, the her could be the fucking bone, you know, it's just like, slightly
0: <laughs> lighter, it's like, I do remember saying this a while ago, like if Pastor Mania was knocking him out in 2022, it probably would have worked. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, it would have Probably not with Hulk Hogan. But Pastor Mania with everybody on a health kick and fibre and. Yeah, it'd have to be probably somebody else work. Yeah, George Foreman's Foreman. uh Rick Fleur, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, from two of wrestling's hot, hottest up and comers to WCW's biggest star in Fleur and Sting uh, on this episode. Sting's exposure is still relatively small compared to Fleur's, given Fleur's WWF run, which was in 92... Yeah, something like something that, yeah. Like, uh, uh, Sting obviously hasn't been on national TV at all. Uh, this is his first...
1: Well, what about, uh, about Saturday night? Is that not national TV, is it? Is that TBS?
0: Yeah, I, I, it wasn't... Was it national? It might have been national, actually. You might be right. Um, I know I know it is now. I yeah. know uh,
1: the one thing that... Uh, That was going for AEW from switching Dynamite from TNT to TBS Mm -hmm. is that TBS is national TV, TNT is cable, and so they've actually got exposure to a whole bigger audience by being on TBS. Yeah, yeah. So that would make sense back then.
0: Yeah, like that. It's kind of like reverse in a way. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you know, it's TV is such a bizarre thing in America, isn't it? Yes, it is. Ninety-five, even in twenty-twenty-two, it's not the same as over here. Over here, there's monopolisation laws like Sky aren't allowed to just keep the sports you know what I mean they yeah. have to give it away yeah they got it has to be negotiated yeah, unfortunately yeah. BT Sport are monopolising it a little bit aren't they it's they're done next season anyway aren't they Yeah. <laughs> they've been caught out so <laughs> it's just it, it, I guess we, we struggle to understand it because we we don't get affected by it do we really no, no. Um, again as a WCW fan growing up you know we it, it was very rare you saw W C W live because of whatever problems or, or the way that, that American T V companies did things. So when it came to Channel Fives, W C W Worldwide it was a six week delay.
1: Yeah. And it also okay so WCW was owned by a television company so they they, they operated differently from like yeah. WWE yeah. who they didn't have to negotiate with uh, NBC who on you NBC that own the USA network? Uh, I think, or uh, something like that anyway. But they wouldn't have to negotiate with them to outsource uh RAW to other countries. Yeah. You know, because they owned RAW. It yeah. won't it weren't a USA thing. It mm-hmm. they didn't own RAW. They didn't have any claim to RAW. WCW it's like, okay, if we're gonna outsource, then we're we're having to negotiate directly. But it can't be in violation of the T V that yeah. they have over there. They can't, you know, it. They're basically. It's not the company. It's not
0: WCW. It's Turner. Turner. It's yeah. Turner. Yeah. You know. So that's the reason to, why I ended it, up on TNT in the UK. Yeah. And then Bravo, which actually super essentially it was TNT. the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: and, we, and we're seeing like a very similar thing with with uh, with AEW because they just they negotiated with ITV, mm-hmm. but it's like well people were saying oh well Sky Sports of lost wrestling. But they, they clearly had an interest in it so why don't aw negotiate with us uh, with with sky yeah. but it's because it's not AEW that are negotiating really you know they're not owned by the tv station they're not owned by the tv company or right, like that but that tv company uh turner whatever it is nowadays they obviously have a high stake in in AEW. Yeah. To yeah. a point. It's like it's not ownership or that, but their branding is on T V. Yeah. You know, they've got two championships yeah. now. Yeah. It was one, but now we've got the T N T and the T B S championships. So if they're gonna outsource, they're not gonna want to outsource to a rival company. Exactly. Like yeah. Sky is now owned by Comcast. Yeah. So, you know, that is a rival company in a yeah. way. They may do business with pay per views over in America. I don't know how it's working over there, quite frankly. Over here we get the pay per views on bikes. But yeah, there is a lot of red tape that they'd have to deal That's with. That's exactly what I'm you thinking. Know, no, red tape. A lot of red yeah, tape, yeah. you know. they can, and and it, it's going to hamstr- hamstring them a little bit. Yeah. But you know, if they got from ITV4 to ITV1, then that is when they'll have their boom over here mm-hmm. because there's more people viewing it on ITV1. Yeah. But it has to be fucking live, first and foremost. It has to be live over here yeah the, the, the need that is that is that is where they're going wrong is the fact that they've not managed to get a deal where it can be broadcast live in america in, in the in the uk because I'm, I'm sorry no offense to australia or you know canada or mexico or whatever country it's like the two biggest markets in 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 wrestling apart from japan obviously mm-hmm. but the two biggest markets are the us you know the states and great britain yep UK always has been. I, I, impact go to Japan, and Impact go to UK. Yep. right. They'll out in the UK. Yes. But they might not out at Kuroken uh, Hall. Yeah, you know, and Kuroken Hall is a, s- a small, smaller venue mm-hmm. than or a lot smaller venue than the Manchester Arena or the AO Arena or whatever the fuck it's called these days. <laughs> I think it's AO Arena. A-R, yeah. yeah, it's a sm- it's a smaller venue, but. I, I think they'd, they'd stroll to Japan base They're going to the UK. The UK are fucking ravenous for wrestling. Yes. So, you know... And that's nothing against Japan. It's Japan are quite ra- ravenous. But it's a certain product over there. Yeah. Like, yeah. WWE can go over there and they'll they'll do good business. AEW could go over there and do good business now. But AEW coming over to the UK is unprecedented. Yes. They could legitimately sell out the AR arena like the WWE do. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately... WWE will have a problem with them selling out AO, the AO arena. They'll have a problem. They'll try and put the kibosh on them actually using that arena. Yeah. Yeah, they would. They, well, that's the thing. They I mean, want. They tried to get Madison Square Garden to the AW. Chris Jericho revealed this. Yeah. WWE end up having the wash on it. Yeah. New Japan and Ring of Honor managed to do it. No problem. But that were it. WWE yeah. why, No, you no, if you do this we will never come back. Basically, yeah. They put the threat on them and say we can draw bigger and what have you. I don't think that's true anymore. But I think you will draw an equal amount of fans. Yeah. yeah. But that's just my opinion, yeah. seeing it in practice. But that's why they end up going inside a tennis arena instead, which right. was fucking huge. Yeah, was and they did really good business there. Yeah. So it kind of worked out for them. But if you want to go anywhere, Madison Square Garden. You know, if you want to go anywhere in the UK, it's Manchester Arena. Or the AO Arena. It's the O2 Arena in London.
0: Yeah, it's a, yeah. You yeah, know, it is, it's a biker
1: card yeah. arena or whatever the fucking it is in Browningham. Yeah. You know. Uh, Principality
0: stadium in Cardiff <laughs> yeah okay well, yeah, well, yeah, that's a different Sorry, did those tickets actually go on sale or yeah, they, yeah they actually on, gone on sale yeah, I mean, they're on sale. official sale it's still Friday, fucking right? expensive though I, I completely forgot about it to yeah, be honest not interested anymore no. they're expensive i are not interested I'm
1: not paying fucking 400 quid to go see wrestling
0: yeah but that's, that's it's not going to be 400 in the in the nosebleed. Um
1: no but uh, there was a complaint that my mate George mentioned uh, is that he's not wall tier is that higher tier yeah you Know in the North Weeds, and he paid 400 quid for it for his ticket, yeah. And now those tickets are on for 60 quid, but they've gone, they've gone. So the you're going down, you're still paying like higher
0: prices. Mm. It's it's scandalous, it's absolutely fucking scandalous. The thing is, that that is ticketing in this country, it's put me off it. It's just it's incredible because um, any gig that you go to, I mean, that you're getting you are getting bang for your buck for that Hillstorm, Alter Bridge. Gig. But it still cost me sixty-five quid. Where a couple of years ago it would have been thirty-five quid. Yes, exactly. It's the it's the state of. It's I think it's just the state of events in the UK. Yeah, and they think so they, they, have they to make a premium the, for it. So they have to make the money.
1: Pay it. Yeah, they have to make money, and people are desperate to go to the gigs now. Yeah. So I'll happily pay for it. With fucking sixty-five quid to see my fucking Van band and Hillson. Yeah. You know, yeah. and whoever else is supporting them. I forget the band name. Uh, son. Oh yes, yeah. it is yes. Wolfgang. I mean, fucking oh, yeah. that is a. Stellar. Yeah, very stellar. stellar. Very stellar. If you had
0: that download, you'd be happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so
1: you know, I'm i going to see these 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 bands, mm. and I'm paying sixty five quid to stand.
0: I ain't fucking complaining to do that. I'm yeah. not at all. The way I've always done it is whatever bands you are going to see, divvy it up. But that's again, this is the reason why I say the Lacuna Coil show I saw, I think it was two years ago. Um, Infected Rain, Illuvite, and. The Coil. I'd never heard of the first two. Yeah. In my life, I came out a massive fan, and it was twenty five quid a ticket. So you've got three th- bands that I came out and I listened to on a daily basis. Yeah. So it's got- just insane, in it yeah absolutely insane. That's it was it. All two Ritz in Manchester. Not bad. Yeah. It was fucking ace. And
1: funnily enough, uh, when I I went uh, went to see Stone Sour uh, about three it was three years ago now. Pretty reckless support. Not. No, no. This were in Manchester. This were on the second leg of their Hydrograd tour. They came back around. Uh, I got a free ticket from my mate James. Shout out to Jimmy or Hibberts, whatever you want to call him. Oh yeah, yeah uh, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he's not really on social media yeah. anymore, but um, yeah, he 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 had a spare ticket. He gave it to me, so we went to O2, uh, not the O2, the. Uh, it was smaller venues, weren't it? Yeah, small yeah. venue. Apollo, it was the mm-hmm. Apollo, and uh, yeah, we uh, we saw Stones over there, but there were a band on called Nevermore. Yeah. and fucking hell the most bizarre band I've ever seen in my life <laughs> they, they had fucking props like these kind of <laughs> weird props Like uh, one thing that they had they were like this weird mechanism that had like a platform on it and it had like all these buttons and he stood on top but it's also this fucking weird bass parts as well Yeah, you know and this guy playing fucking bass and it's like oh so fucking weird <laughs> I've never listened to them since but like anytime that comes up on my memories, I'm like, shit, I probably should listen to them and see what they're like. <laughs> okay. You know, like the, one of the most bizarre bands I've seen live. Mm. And I weren't particularly interested in the music to that degree. I was just so enthralled yeah. by what they were doing yeah. that I'd go and see them live again. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't pay anything for that ticket, but I think I got my bang for my buck if I did. Mm. Like,
0: you know, I saw something unique that I'd never yeah. seen before. You know, and. Well, that's to it. I mean, obviously, you said it was the second leg, like, yeah, first leg. Like- I went with James to uh, Leeds. Yeah. Drove in a car to Leeds and that was the pretty reckless supporting them and obviously I'm a massive pretty reckless mark. Yeah. Of course. When it comes to Stone Sour, well fucking hell, you're gonna go see Stone Sour, aren't you? So I'm sure their tickets were only like thirty quid. Yeah. yeah. So again, bang for your buck fifteen pound each way. The fam, I'm happy. I'm happy as Larry. Um you're a really good shot, they were they uh they had the old T shirt thing, didn't they Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fucking confetti gun, yes. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be using a fucking T-shirt gun. No, you know. not at all, no, no. Okay. But there was a bit of pyro there and everything like that. you know. Fucking can... hitting somebody, killing families, you know. <laughs> killing motherfuckers. There's your Simpsons reference, for. Exactly. I'll, I'll, it wait. I'll
1: wait for one. <laughs>
0: it, it's important. Uh, we were talking about Sting's exposure as we were talking about TV stuff. You can hit us up on Twitter at NiceGenCast if you know a little bit more about the TV sort of if you can do it in 200, what is it, 280 characters these days? I can't remember. Yeah, it's
1: 280 characters. Uh, yeah. Characters.
0: Kevin Nash still thinks it's 140 characters, yeah. as he said the other day. Yeah. <laughs> that's why, hey, here you I'm, I'm getting a podcast because uh, <laughs> 140 characters. Now. So, like, <laughs> no, it's it's double that like, for a it's while. Up, it's that
1: for a while. It's it's been like that for like two years now. <laughs> Maybe even longer. I mean, the last two years, not fucking counting our minds, it's just been no, one, one it, blur, hasn't it? Yeah. You know, we've had one Christmas that's just been stretched out. Like. <laughs>
0: shout out to Kevin Nash as well uh, future episodes many stories about Kevin Nash yes what uh, a uh, dude what a dude
1: yes uh, but yeah, we like uh, a bit of Nash on this podcast we it. do we do
0: anyway yeah so Nash
1: Gencast on Twitter also I have to reaffirm this because I fucking changed my ha- uh, my tag like twice since then. like you know <laughs> uh, but I've got I've got the solid branding now and I ain't changing it because like you know, is this uh, the one it is the one like really? uh Right. Okay. So me, me uh, when I got my new Xbox, I, I lost my old account. I can't access it, so I started a new one. My my gamertag. I tried to use Brian plays crap Yes. But unfortunately, uh, limited characters, so it's Brian plays crap But unfortunately, that's the branding. You know. But that that's that's if you want to go branding, you have to pay that with a bit of price or whatever. So yeah, it's Brian Talks crap on Twitter, and it's hard to brand. That's a. Uh, so I'm gonna try this this time. H <laughs> E six R T six G R six M. Did I get it right? That's
0: right. Booyah! Got it, you nailed it. Ooh, ooh
1: ooh. I'll do the on you, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> no, uh, Yeah, so first time, I can't do it as qu- quite as quick as you. Like, it, To me, it's like...
0: Because
1: I, I'm, like, I, Jesus, like, Jesus like,
0: fucking Christ, I oh, hope you never use that as a password. No, but fucking hell. Yeah, I've been viewing houses, obviously. How can I take an email address? Oh, fuck's sake. Yes. Because it's he 6 rt 6 G 6 mr fucking whatever, <laughs> yeah, it? so it's Yeah, you got to get... it. Like, I'm like, bear with me. <laughs> People are like, Get a professional oh, uh, one. Yeah, yeah. I should. Yeah, uh, you're right. I should. I nice, might. Uh, Nitrogencast.gmail.com Yeah. A... <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah just, uh, just try and uh, uh, if you're going to say that's a business account and all that right, you know just try and write off some fees as, like uh,
0: like a, t- for tax purposes oh, and yeah. all that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Expenditures. We,
1: we need to make this profitable. <laughs>
0: yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Newman. Uh,
1: uh, <laughs> make it profitable. Before we can get a patron we'll set up a coffee account. Thank
0: fuck you didn't go OnlyFans.
1: Uh, well, I, t- I did try that on the first episode. It quite <laughs> yeah. I got a little bit too giddy. Yes, uh, I did not try and set up a, uh, an OnlyFans account. I alluded that Mark had to have one. Yeah, uh, that would give a very giddy end to that episode. Of so yeah, it's kind of like we, we we've uh, come a long way. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we're just fucking talking shite now, and we got criticised the first time around for just talking shite next match there's only three matches on this card
0: I know yeah and we, it's I, only I, on for 45 minutes as well this, we, this episode's an, we're using an hour. two
1: episodes yeah one hour and a half aren't we <laughs> <You know.
0: laughs> Lex Luger turning up literally the day uh, the day's last appearance on a, a taped WWF show showed um, Sting looks pumped for it he's buzzing his absolute pecs off that Lex Luger's here Sting and Floy's chemistry just clicks every single time and um, Bischoff is fucking, he's fucking furious that Luger's here. Oh, he's absolutely livid. Yeah, and the thing is, so, he's is furious that, that Lex Luger took a pay cut to come to the WCW. Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: the thing. It's like really, I, I just told that story. I actually did re, re- note that story. Basically, what happened was. Uh, Luke had gone to Eric Bischoff and said I want a job I want out of WWE and Luke and, and Bischoff did not want him he nope. did not want him nope. he's like don't know why he didn't want him maybe reputation maybe the fact that he wasn't particularly a great wrestler maybe he fucking pushed him you know he became more yeah. so for books, it did work out and I think Eric Bischoff in hindsight would say you know what money well spent yeah. but back then he didn't want him so he thought okay you know what? What? Uh, what? W- he found out what WWE were offering him and what it pay was on. He goes, "I'll put him off." And uh, this is my contract. It's looking like half fucking what WWE uh, were offering him, and he's like, "Yep, yeah, the pen signed it." <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that that disdain uh, that he has here. I think Vince just noticed a whole way Like shit, this is a new, uh, the first episode of Natural going head to head against Raw. Yeah. Well, he didn't, but you know the next one. it's like, yeah, shit. Let's uh, let's take advantage. Have Luca here.
0: Yeah. But I'm not going to be happy about it at the same time. It's yeah. like- we should have noted that, shouldn't we? It was on weren't it that week. Um, yes. So but- it was. It was the, the day the role was filmed. Was it? I yes. I remember. It was something like that. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I love that. I do love that story though. Lowballing him and he just goes, "Yeah, no problem." <laughs> he really did want out of that company, didn't he? Yeah. Jesus. He stopped being. What was his gimmick at that point? He was a Mr. America. A- not a Mr. America. Nice Assist. Oh, is it the Narcissist one? The it was the all-American all yeah. bus thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. Um, the Narcissist. That is not a wrestling gimmick, because that's like most wrestlers.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's not a gimmick. It's it's not, sorry, It's not Paul Wendorf, is it? No. Um, that's a future episode as well. <laughs> we we'll to into a lot of these future episodes, aren't we? You've got you stick like, around. Jesus Christ. <laughs> mentioning the names
1: of people that have since died as well, which makes it fucking awful. Yeah, the, there so is It's so difficult. Yeah,
0: it is. It is hard, that. Um... Yeah, so, so Sting and Fleur, the one thing, uh, again, that I noted the last time was that Sting and Fleur, they always put the same match on, but you always like to see it. Yeah. And the, the correlation was, uh, I remember me and you saying, like, when we went to see Alter Bridge, if they could play the same set every night, you'd be happy, wouldn't you? Yeah. Just to hear the same songs. Same with Sting, Sting and Fleur, do the same moves. Yeah, you love
1: I, I went, we went to see Alter Bridge in Edinburgh, <laughs> uh, and they played a completely different set from what the years would do. There were many songs that they hadn't played in years Yeah. at that point, they opened up with the end is here. Like, never heard that line before. I'd never heard it. So it were a different set and they tried to change up because it was the second leg of their tour. And yeah, I was fucking, that's like partly why it's one of my favourite gigs ever. Yeah. Because they played Mm -hmm. a different set. It's good when the old deep cuts are uh, Yes, exactly. I like a a deep cut as well. Like, you know, not... Not that way. (laughs) Not not physically. (laughs) Unfortunately, that happens way too often like with me, like, you know, accidents and shit like that.
0: Uh, yeah, the dangerous one. Yeah, of course.
1: So, um, I fucking caught a, a tattoo on my right leg on the calf a couple of weeks ago at work. Yeah. Yeah, underneath the freezer door and it cut, cut it. It only cut like a couple of layers of skin, but it fucking hurt because it's got a tissue in it. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Got a massive bruise there now. That's what it heals. Yeah. Oh it, well, no, it's healing nicely. You know, you can't tell
0: if there was a cut though, but fucking hell yeah. It felt deeper than what it were. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah, yeah never again. Always felt weird about Flo's knees being unsure, so he's wearing his knee pads, but his knee pads are always on his shins. Yeah, I've always. Found that then then he'll always, he always he does like a knee drop, doesn't he, and rolls through, and uh, it I, I, kind, of cl- I yeah. kind of cringe at that. Uh, why so does he same. always have him on his knees? No. Uh, not on his knees, on his shins. I have no, idea. No. no idea. No. One size too big. I Have no idea.
1: Yeah, um, maybe he needs a new seamstress. Possibly. Um, I mean his robes are always fucking top tier. Yes. I don't like the colour of the robe that he came out with here though. It like a, a yellow one, was it? You know it was like a mutton orange one. Was it? Yeah. Oh. It's kind of, it kinda look like it looked like it looked like an orange that had just been left like in the sunlight a little bit too long and it's just <laughs> gone a little bit darker shade. It, oh Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know, and the fact that he's wearing yellow here as well and he's wearing that fucking robe. It's one of the worst robes that he has. Mm. But yeah it still looks great at the same time. Because it's fucking ripped for he's, he's the one wearing it. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. He has. He has a. Uh, a habit of uh, bumping to the side as well. So he yeah. straight down does he? But we think that's from the. Uh, from
1: the yeah, it's because of uh, the plane crash. And he, he was saying he yeah. ended up with a really really bad back, had, like back injury and all that. Yeah. So he bumps to the side to uh, prevent any further damage. No. Yeah. Oh.
0: are on? Wrong. There was a right. brief toilet break. There was a, a brief toilet break, yeah. So, the um, obviously, heli- helicopter crash is, is the one that's causing the bumping. Um, if you want to go into detail with this match, you, you actually can do, because again, I've, I've not detailed much. I'm talking about Iron and Rick Fleur, which is, there's a big thing in it Orrindeck versus Rick Fleur. Uh, uh, for anybody that's a wrestling fan, will know, you know, them two are the Bezies of mates in the 90s, and, you know, if they're going against each other on a, on a TV show, it is much, must see TV. Um, i mean i could go into detail a little bit like it's up to you but we do need to wrap, wrap yeah <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> yeah
1: basically what you expect from this match is a lot of showmanship uh, uh a lot of the 80s stuff but there is a little bit of uh, a modern twist to it because sting he is the he's a faster opponent yeah he, he's, he's yeah. a little bit different from the 80s stuff he he's not afraid to uh to uh to get off his feet so to speak he will do drop kicks he'll do yeah. you know he, he, he likes to do his splashes and things like that so he's a little bit different so you're getting all the showmanship you're getting a little bit of uh you know um the woos and, and what have you the, the taunts to each other there's not really so much of off. that but you know not the woo off but you do you do get sting doing a lot of wooing in this match in particular one 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 thing i do like is like when you do you know you know that little wrestling bit where they do it, off the ropes and they do the up and under the leap and over. He does a fucking perfect vertical leap mm. over over it for it. And at the same time, he goes, <laughs> like, yeah. it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. But yeah, so you, you get, you're getting all this, but you're getting a lot of Gorilla, uh, gorilla Presses, from Sting. Probably one too many in this match. Yeah, but it over. they look they, yep. they great every single time, though. Uh, when you talk talking about side, uh, Fleur does some subtle heel antics, like, you know, just the odd eye rake and, and things like that. Uh, there's a point here that I didn't really pick up on the first time around is where Sting just effortlessly picks Rick Flair up and just dumps him through the middle rope <laughs> it, it's just brilliant how he does it uh, Sting Sting hits a really really good bulldog in this and then attacking the corner is reversed with a back elbow as we go to break which looked really fucking brutal mm. because it looks like it was slightly mistimed and he does catch him in the face so like, You know. but it, I, I, I like things like that um, yeah y- in the second part, second half of this match, you know, you're getting Fleur rallying a lot, but every, everything he does, Sting cuts off. So it's a really bit weird because Fleur is working from beneath, which is what he always does, but it's, yeah. it's like it's very bad facing the way that he does it. You know, um, even though he's doing heel antics, of course, but it's very bad facing the way he's working from beneath. But it, again, I'm not really... Familiar with Fire's style, he does this a lot, yeah. you know. But he's not doing too much heel stuff, which is not helping mm. me try and get the story of this match. You know, I, I just to see it as a story rivalry. I don't think Ivar really heals at this point anyway, yeah, or so yeah. obviously Sting's not, but I don't think Flair's a heel. Uh, the, uh, one of the rallies is cut off by uh, a ten punch, uh, ten punch spot. Sting attempts uh, attempts <laughs> attempts it. Uh, Sting attempts to sit Fire on top, but Fire pushes him down. You get some more really good chain wrestling. Uh, Fleur attempts to pin but Sting stretches up and out into a back for two. Always love well seeing that yeah. when anybody does that. Uh, Sting gets distracted by Owen and Fleur takes advantage with a chop block. There's a figure four with a rock leverage as per usual with Fleur and uh, Fleur refuses to break it and this is where Owen gets in the ring. He gets a little bit pissed and breaks it up. And the match is thrown out straight away, of course. Typical WCW fashion as we go forward. <laughs> and shit like this happens yeah. a lot. Yeah. Uh, there is a massive brawl uh, up the entrance ramp between R and Fleur before security breaks it up. Uh, I said security. I can't, uh, some, somebody breaks it up. I just couldn't tell you. Doug Dillinger. Doug Dillinger, yeah. Doug Dillinger. Uh, a, a,
0: a younger Doug Dillinger. Yeah. Uh,
1: I was trying to remember the name. Uh, I just said security. Uh, and as this is going on, or he's going back to the ring to get. It looks like he's going to confront Sting, but he just hops onto the apron, grabs his jacket, and just walks out. Yeah. Which is. It was interesting because you think, oh shit, Jay's going down, you know, <laughs> that's it. When you think the segment's over, you think this is all over. And suddenly, all of a sudden, Scott Norton just starts getting in Eric's face. Yeah. And Mongo stands up for him. Like Mongo in a very hero hero moment here. And then Savage comes out and challenges him to a match where Eric calls for security. So much to digest in that little two-minute tidbits here. Yeah, yeah. But what they're doing is they're trying to set, set uh, a standard of unpredictability. Um, rapid fire. You know, rapid yeah. fire. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, so much went on in that little bit. You know, I'd rather we would, just, would have just seen, you know, the go back to commentary, you know, and then Scott Norton comes out and just give it, like, 30 seconds of breathing space. Yeah. You don't get it. Scott Norton's just out of nowhere just fucking getting in commentary space. It's like... Mm-hmm. That bit I just didn't like, but I understood why they did it. Yeah. Again, setting the standard, you are setting a precedent that Rise not doing at this time. Yeah. You know, you're getting a faster, faster pace, more realism. You know, but I do like it. High
0: stuff, you. You I just can. can't leave, and you've got to sit on the edge of your seat all the time. Exactly, but it can be a, it can be too much at yeah. points, guys. If you
1: okay, know, no, I get gas talking about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it would have been nice to have got the actual match between Savage and Norton. You want to go in predictability, you know, just, you know, a match, you know, it doesn't have to be anything. It could be just 30 seconds, it could be a minute, it could get thrown out straight away, yep. or just a brawl in the ring. Probably. It would have been
0: nice. That would have been nice. One. Yeah, it would. You yeah. know. Completely. Um, again, uh, I, I, maybe, I, maybe going forward, they might face each other. Who knows?
1: Yeah. And then we get a Samuel video package, which I find funny considering he sits around for a What, two matches? <laughs> yeah he comes and he uh, yeah. goes
0: yeah he does yeah. So, cup of
1: yeah. coffee as you like to say um, cup of coffee in the big time yeah, yeah. that's one. Thing, that's my biggest takeaway by redoing this that I've got a savage impression down now <laughs> it's not perfect most of the time but I've got it down compared to how I, <laughs> I
0: attempted it on the first episode it didn't quite go very well you know did it archives archives it, it'll never be deleted it's just in the archives that's all yes. when we figure out what to do with it um, Patreon what was yeah Patreon yeah well, I don't even know what was next, actually, to be honest. Uh, mean Gene in my, the ring. My, my
1: yeah. Mean Gene is in the ring. Uh, mean Gene! I still can't do it for him, but uh, Mean Gene in the ring. He claims he could have bought the land of the mall uh, of the America, you know, the, the land that it sits on, for, uh, in 1953 for $17,000, but he was only eight. Right? And he never caught this first time, and he announces the winner of a hallway. That's all that happens yeah. in that little bit. Yeah. You know, just a really weird, like, Mean Jean sense of humour. That nobody gets, really. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah.
0: but it's just hey, me jeans here. So yeah, he, he's TV. taking what he is, and then uh, it's the main event, isn't it? Which still so perplexes yeah. me to this day, to be honest. These two, yeah. obviously all Hogan, obviously, but Big Bubba, Big Bubba. I do prefer his look here
1: compared to the George Michael cosplay he's got going on later <laughs> on. You know, it's fucking weird. he's a little bit bigger here. Yeah, you know, the one thing I like about him, he does lose that weight. But he suits the attire that he's got here. Yeah. And I suppose it's probably why he's changed it up a little bit to be a little bit more realistic and all that. But I'm like, no, just get a, a better suit. Just mm-hmm. get a, just go to your tail, get a smaller suit. You can still do you can still do the uh the white unbuttoned, slightly unbuttoned shirt, you know, with the uh black socks and shoes. It what
0: he he did suit that. Yeah. He did suit it. Yeah. I've said the I've said the same here, I I firmly believe that he could have been up there with Sting and Fleur battling the NWO later on. Yeah, and just sort of ended up mid-carding on heat you know because he decided to jump the fence sort of thing well, but to a, me, a, in this episode
1: he said mid-carding on heat I mean he had a really good body he he did have a
0: push yeah I mean
1: fucking hell you know but he, he had a bigger uh,
0: push than Kane
1: kill, killing Al Snow's dog and feeding it to him
0: you can tell Russo were in charge at that point, can't you?
1: I think know. Russo were gone by that point. Was he?
0: Yeah. And then there's no excuse for that.
1: Yeah, by the time, time that happened, <laughs> Russo was just... <laughs> he, he, he had gone and run his way out. Jesus. But then I think it gets a little bit worse after that. You know, Big Show's... Uh, Big Show's daddy, you know, dies of cancer. Oh. The sympathy card. <laughs> no. Oh, And then dragging the dragging the fucking coffin in the, blues mo- the, the Bluesmobile. The Bluesmobile. The Bluesmobile. The Bluesmobile. Yeah, it, it does get a little bit. But I'm sorry, but I find it so entertaining in that little sick part of me. You know, that it's just, it's fucking awful, don't get me wrong. You know, in hindsight, it's like, yeah, he really shouldn't have done this. No. But it's just the fact that he's just doing it just because. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But uh... the, the line, I thought it was funny when Big Show's big fake daddy died and went straight to hell. Like, the, the fuck? Big, big fake daddy? <laughs>
0: Messed up time. Yes, very messed. messed up time. But it, uh, still, the sympathy card just makes me laugh. <laughs> uh, in this match, again, I haven't detailed much but I have said that um, a lot of hot dogging around hot-dogging basically. Around. <laughs> uh, the referee pulling Hogan's hurt to get him off.
1: Uh, yeah, I didn't catch it the first time around. Hogan's... He not it this time around he's like, oh, and
0: oh, then oh. Hogan goes ah! yeah, And I, I, just weird. Find, I find it bizarre that Hogan actually allowed him to do it to be honest because you know what Hogan's like. And he's losing that hurt. You don't want him pull, anybody pulling it. No, <laughs> Jimmy Hart gets a little bit of the shit uh, skirt out of him which is always good to see. Uh, Jimmy Hart can be quite annoying. Shout out to Jimmy Hart. <laughs> <laughs> and again, it's,
1: I think we brought this up before, is at Hogan, he's a face, but he does the heel stuff because he does, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jimmy Hart throws his jacket in the ring and then Hogan uses it to, to cover it's not really, really heelish, but it is sort of heelish. It, it is. Covers, yeah. covers Big Bubba's face, and then does a ten point uh, spot in the corner. Yeah, with it. it's just
0: it's naughty, innit? Yeah, I don't like that. So that's what it is. And yeah, if you've got any more details to throw in there, I just go straight to the dungeon and do um Which we know more details on
1: now. Yeah, I, I don't think this is this match was as bad as one was the first time around. No, you know there there is some quite good, quite quite good stuff. mainly from Bubba. Um, like you know, the money when he does a scoop slam on him, and and you know just like I don't know, I don't know it's very basic, but he, he's getting he's getting his shit in. I yeah. noticed this his first time around. Yeah, you know, but um, it, it, again, you just know what's coming. Eventually, it's like Hogan's gonna do heel tactics. You know, even though he's a face, and then he hooks up and wins the an atomic leg drop. It's like yeah oh god This queen. doesn't fucking work in 1990, 1995 I mean, we ninety-six, but it don't doesn't it work in
0: ninety-six. 96 not, at all. No, it doesn't. Oh. Uh, yeah, he takes the win. Dungeon of Doom. It's just a better a, match a, I want
1: to remember, but it's not
0: saying much because it's still fucking dull. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they come out and obviously do whatever they fucking do. Um, and we, we we don't have a we don't have a, a liking of the Dungeon of Doom. Do we? No, we do not. We, we'll go into that. I don't. I, <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that Kamala was here. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't it, I yeah. I think he was one of Hogan's friends, though. Even though Hogan, yeah, mean, yeah he was one I of his still buddies. I think he was, but yeah, I think the really old guard.
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah. I, I don't remember him after this. I don't remember seeing him in this at all. Like, oh,
0: I think he were I think he was in a couple of episodes and then he fucked off somewhere else. Yeah, so he might have even gone back to the WWF. I'm not sure. Um, now no, he's uh, like us making lamps. So yes, was, he is. Yeah, sells so one eBay. Yeah,
1: he does. Yeah, he did have an album as well. Really? Yes. I I, I need to hunt that down Should be on Spotify yeah it's like soul soul music and shit like that (laughs) you know not going to the savage savage route and
0: deciding yeah I got the voice I can be a I can be a rap star (laughs) I can't do the voice now you you had to remind me the other day what was Be A Man yeah Be A a Man what a tune (laughs) my voice is fucked now (laughs) so yeah this is a 45 minute episode when you take out all the breaks and we've seen Hogan we've seen Sting we've seen Flair we've seen Lex Luger come back to WCW and we've seen savage savage of course and we've seen a couple of the uh heavy set cruiserweights if you like yeah in brian pillman and Justin liger and whilst it is there's a bigger roster than obviously those guys that have been shown on this episode today but it's
1: a nice eclectic useless like as well. hello this is what we have so yeah you no know, uh, it's not just not bad. It ends with Dungeon and Doom. Um, yeah, yeah. Are we gonna talk about the the final promo? Because this was one thing that they did a lot, and then they they've done away with it in 1996. Thankfully for it,
0: but yeah. Apart from you are doing it now. But because this is the Hogan uh, Luger thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was say that. The, I I shit all over it. Yeah,
1: I shit all over it. <laughs> but there's one thing I need to bring up. That I missed the first time around. Uh Oh, fucking hell, I fucking know. I could put that on a T-shirt. The amount of times i said that to on this episode, <laughs> yeah. but there is the classic line: "I'm tired of playing with kids." That's why we just come to, to <sighs> WCW because it says, "I'm tired of playing with kids." This time, I saw Mean Gene's reaction. I did not see this the first time around. It's so little and it's so brilliant. It underscores that G- Gene probably thought, "Yeah, he probably shouldn't Should've have said that,", that. <laughs> you know, because he adjusts his glasses, he rolls his eyes, and he just goes, he mutters something, he just goes oh boy <laughs> <laughs> you know, go, oh boy <laughs> no not oh boy oh wow actually oh, sorry is it oh wow not, oh wow like, oh you boy know. would have been a fucking the I agree it. Say, now, I it? think you're rather oh boy or oh wow but it's just the way he, the way he does it. it just goes like that and obviously <laughs> you can't see it at all but it's, honestly just go back and watch this episode just another that one because it's so fucking brilliant oh, wow. and if do you that, don't boy. see it if you don't notice it if you're not focusing on Gene you're focusing on what shit they're saying and trying to knock down what they're saying yeah. you will miss it yeah. and obviously I weren't trying to knock down everything that they said this time because I remember what what they said and I'm tired of playing with kids and the challenge being set you loved that the first you know, time it
0: happened you fucking loved it you were, oh, you were yeah. just like ah oh, Lex Luger said that yeah. but day. that that reaction from me and Gene is fucking gold absolutely gold I'll hunt that down I'll have to, to re that just to see his face Fantastic stuff. Um, yeah, I think I just said Lex Luger I'd, I'd Bon Jovi her Just, I'd
1: love to see really, him uh, uh, with uh, cover Bon
0: Jovi. You know, uh. well, I mean, Bon Jovi can't cover Bon Jovi. For I mean, I mean, what is going on there, I'm not a big Mon- Bon Jovi. I hate Bon Jovi. Yeah, sorry,
1: I, I do. But, you know, sorry, Barney, but. <laughs>
0: You know, it looks it,
1: like he's going through like, the. It's not my, uh, it, not in my get hype uh, uh play, put it that way. No, you know, there's a reason why uh, BJ's uh, Bon Jovi's initials are BJ's because they fucking suck. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and on that note, uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, so and, that's when people switch off because they're know we not Bon Jovi, bon Jovi fans. Uh, sorry,
1: but like I said, nice Luger covering Bon Jovi. It will be funny, you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, he can't, he can't say WCW. He, he can't say championship here. <laughs> you know. He says WCW. You know. That's what he says. Yeah. He struggles to say WCW and we see this a lot uh, going forward. He struggles you know. to say. Yeah, anything. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> Once that red light turns on, he's r- just like through. oh
1: shit. Oh, yeah, uh yeah, Bon Jovi actually did a Christmas cover a couple of years ago. He covered uh, a uh in New York Yeah. and he tries to do an Irish ditty. Ooh. You're American you've got no Irish in you. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, yeah. don't do it. Even the Pogues didn't try and do an Irish thing, and no. they're from fucking Ireland, I think. You know? I think mean, they're Irish. There's at least
0: some Irish in them. If at very, at the very least. Uh,
1: yeah, it's so all the fucking whiskey he's been drinking by the sounds of it, you know? <laughs> That's the one thing I hate about that. That's the reason why I hate the song, it's because of them. Same, dude. You know? This is why we're friends. They have their own liquor, you know? We yeah. Had, we had it yeah. in the Saints box for yeah. quite a while. You know? Yeah. Uh, the Pogues, Jaina, uh, or somewhere or, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, alcohol, uh, we drink it, but, you know, like, we, we go on a podcast, but we don't have the, uh, we have the decency to not fucking sing a song and a Christmas song at that, you know, while we're fucking wasted, we leave that to the, you know, to karaoke. We don't yeah. really do karaoke, but if we do, you know, we leave it to the pubs, yeah. not fucking
0: record it and release it for a single. Unless anybody tweets us and says that they want it to happen, in we'll which do it, case, we well, we'll do it for charity. We'll put it on pack with Patreon, or yeah. we we'll do it for charity, like I said. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, if you saw synopsis for you rating whatever um thoughts like i say it was just a bangammeries episode
1: really as what we've seen going forward
0: but yeah, in I, terms of action and yeah like, um story i
1: don't want to shit like... i don't want in it too much because like what we're getting here is a little bit different mm-hmm. you know what you're getting from what, you, what you're getting on raw it's like we get crews about action they're not doing that we're they're not doing anything of the sort on yeah. uh in, in WWE I think at this point They're kind of like It's a no fly zone Like you know, don't, don't think they're doing Much aerial stuff I know Owen Hart He's a very toned Down wrestler He could do moves also, and also He ain't doing that In, in WWE at this point yeah. You know So you're not really Expecting a lot Of that kind of action So you're not getting Your cruise right here So that's difference In itself uh, But again it, it goes back to What I was saying It's realism stuff. It's the, the uh, Fast paced uh, Approach To getting through Through the episode You know From one thing To another doesn't skip a beat yeah. and for that it's a home run episode yeah. the wrestling may not have been spectacular I mean the main event may not have been spectacular <laughs> but they set their own standard and that is what you needed from this Yes, you know you need to set a standard and say we're not WWE this is what we do even though a large part of our roster is X W E and our main event is XWWE, Yeah, you know yeah they still set their, they, they, they still mark their own. <laughs> my but, 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 my, my own point he, he, he got into WWE to be Hulk Hogan's, uh, one of Hulk Hogan's rivals. Oh, right. You, I didn't know yeah. that. I yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, You uh, would already been in WWE at this point, yeah. Uh, uh, he was right. a big boss man. Yeah. Uh, originally, you know, uh, just a boy shirt, Black Sykes, you know, uh, had one of the best, worst themes ever. <laughs> you know, high times it's fucking brilliant I, I, have, I think I have a yeah. CD you of all things you better things, take a trip to a kind joint you better uh, you said you were going to sing you know <laughs> doing something and I'm trying to remember it, you know <laughs> respect no, no I can't remember that line you'll say so, hard oh, times it's fucking oh, okay. time. so eighties, but it's brilliant yeah uh, one point one point you had a, a big 2 by for her as well and oh, a retired. Right. Oh. yeah uh, that didn't last long sure. uh, thank God uh, <laughs> you know because God forbid someone steals Hacksaw Jim Duggan's gimmick uh, yeah respect Jim Duggan I'm just saying respect the greats yeah, but when mm-hmm. you see a two days 4 you do think of. Uh, no. I- I'm Jordan. just being a hypocrite, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he, he, he was just brought in because he obviously an NWA guy at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he was brought in just to be one of those big guys to go up against Hulk Hogan for Hulk Hogan to job. Really, you know? Oh well, yeah, at that but, point, that that that, 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 that was it. You yeah, know? Yeah, you got a good payday from it, so fair fucks to him. Yeah, but he was like one of the first, like big threats, you know. Apart from Andre the Giant, you're like one of the big threats to Hogan. Like yeah. you, do, you, you look at him, you think, yeah, he's beating Hogan. Yeah. Like no chance Hogan's fucking defeating this guy. Uh, yeah. Let's see how that goes. if You want to go back and look at it? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. No, no. Well, on that note, we'll, we will uh, be serving hard times going we'll back and watching times. fucking Hogan in the eighties.
0: But that shit. I tell you what, karaoke is they have it wrong. You should be able to do wrestling themes on karaoke. Uh At Nitrogen Cast on twitter and we are on the other socials you can find us it's the same it's the same username
1: yeah, at ryan
0: talks crap as well because well he likes to talk crap and he likes to talk crazy and he likes... I talk, I talk sense. I just think... talk simpsons and just talk about crap but um. yeah just hit us up uh, give us a follow and uh, hopefully you'll stick around for the next 50 odd episodes that we've already recorded right. uh, yeah we still don't have a number we've... <laughs> we've done a lot yeah we've done a lot thanks again uh, as we said at the beginning thanks to everybody that has listened already uh as we said, this is a replacement episode for episode number one. A revisiting, just to celebrate uh, this milestone that we we are f- so humbled by and blown away. Oh yes! Just uh, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, I'll
1: drink to that. And I'll drink on. to that. That
0: was a Rihanna song, right? Yeah,
1: well. we we were we missed an opportunity not doing the uh, crack up and the camera does again. You know, first episode together and revisit episode. It's like, yeah, you mean that? But we'll
0: we'll add the sound effects in impulse <laughs> maybe for uh, 500 listeners we'll yes see. we'll do it yeah. so tell hey, your friends and family um, yeah I think this is the only WCW Nitro podcast you need in your life to be fair yeah. we're English I mean that makes us funny already <laughs> <laughs> with Ireland you know uh, when we talk about to work, when we say to work, it means that we're just going to work yeah everybody else thinks that we're shaking our ass but we ain't yeah uh, yeah, Even if I, we've, got, I, we've got asses. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't have the humps, sorry. <laughs> <you know. laughs> for me, Marvelous of And for me, the dangerous brain ratio. <laughs> we'll see you for another episode of the Nitrogen Podcast. Don't worry. <laughs> that will be
1: explained in future. Let's <sighs> just confuse them, fuck it. Yeah.